Don't even get me started. I'm 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 pissed about it. Why? The flowers. Let's get started with the episode what? on why Barty's what pissed. Are you pissed? Barty hates black. Are they baby's breath? I got my new mic arm, so now it's you're getting a little bit. Part two. Stop talking, Marty. Yes, Marty, what do you have to say? Nothing. You were late. Now you're interrupting the intro. I wasn't late. Where did what we you... say seven? Last what? I, it's the time we've been starting <laughs> every week for the okay. past three months. <laughs> I thought okay, we were Matt. starting at eight. No, we never. would never do that. Seven okay. is normal time. Seven is normal time. Holy shit, Marty! <laughs> this has been six months. <laughs> All right, my brain. When I when I'm not on, when I'm not on, you guys can start at eight. Yeah, we do this for Tom. Anyway, as you can tell, we have Hannah and Tom, and we have Marty, although he is late. Neil has also joined us. He's off in his own little world right now, thinking about last week's episode (laughs) and his answers probably, and why his uh, betting odds. How I love his betting odds. Oh man, <laughs> that too. So we're we're doing our uh, pick'em. If you guys want to join, let us know. Join the Discord. We are just about through our first week, so you can still join. We're doing week by week. And can I just say, damn it, Meredith, how are you good at this too? I know. I saw that too. I was like, what the hell, shit? Meredith? Uh, yeah. I thought, I thought I there were like three people tied yet. for first last time I checked. It's just cheating. yeah. Meredith is one of them. It's okay. Jaden. It's, it's week one. Jaden. Yeah, it's all a fucking guess half of it anyway, so. <laughs> Except when you vote for the underdog for every game. We have learned that that doesn't work, thanks to Neil. <laughs> you can't pick the so underdog. So Neil didn't for understand what game. the spread was, and yeah. he thought the pluses were good. Yeah, I, I, I read what the spread was, I understood that part. I was thinking we don't care about the spread because it's a weekly, right? So you only really care about the the favorite, who's going to win and who's going to lose. Right. So I'm like, I'll just follow the bookies because they're not dumb. They know what they're doing, generally speaking. Except I picked the wrong side. I picked the pluses instead of the minuses. <laughs> Sound, sounds like so a world scoring sheet. To yeah. me. <laughs> so, I think last I checked, you had a total of four wins going into this Monday night. Which proves that. The bookies know what they're doing, right? Eh, yeah. They, they don't but give money spread... away for free. It'd be interesting <laughs> to, to look back at the ones that you actually won and see how big that spread was. Yeah. Well, th- that's just it. In NFL, like, the spreads are usually pretty small. Like, you have maybe what? a six-point spread altogether, you know, minus three plus three. Mm-hmm. is kind of the average. But it's still, so... even though that's the case, which I totally understand, bookmakers... Um, are protecting their own interests, and that's why, right? I mean, even though they're small spreads, they still favor the, the bookmaker. Oh God! Right? Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So no, I, I, I didn't do sense. didn't do very well. So come join us. <laughs> so uh, join in us. Steal, steal Marty. <laughs> steal Neil's money. He's <laughs> <laughs> just giving it away at this point. Is that what we're renaming the the pool? Steal Neil's money. Okay. Yeah. I can't right now. To do my, my nails are wet. <laughs> <laughs> so you think, you know, I just show up half a month late with my payment. 
It's okay. I'm going to show up half a month later with my scores because I have forgot the last three days. Oh, I need to finish today. I got stuck today. To finish. I I haven't even finished the Wordle in like three days. So Wordle as a whole, right? It's it's a it's an honor system here. If I didn't post, yeah, it's an honor system. You're not. I wouldn't have accepted it, but I'm not playing. You're not there to help. I'm not playing this month. Andrew would protest it. So (laughs) Andrew's already protesting. He's busy. Andrew's out of it though. So, like you said, he... but at least Tom was. It seems somewhat plausible. Oh, I didn't enter my four. It's not like he's like, oh, I didn't enter my two yesterday. <laughs> it's a, it was a <laughs> and, four. And again, yeah, yeah, you could put a four and we'll be I, fine I with could, that. I could probably go through it and pick the ones that I had, and like, I, I for some reason, what I do sometimes is I post it like later on in the de- in the day, even though I do it early on, because I mean I know Neil is my starting word at this point, so. <laughs> Um, I don't but, remember. Okay. Oh. <laughs> All right. Fair. Well. <laughs> so from the oh, one that's day, right. No, from my yeah. last week's conversation. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I've I've been sticking with that, and it hasn't really been you know treating me all that well. But I don't feel like no, trying to do one. My starting word from last month is not the magic word for this month. I'll say. Yeah. So I don't know. I need to do. Is. I need to do it tonight after we're done here because I got stuck. Anyway, should we talk about music or should we talk about flowers? Marty was all hot and bothered about yeah. something earlier. Oh, yeah, he hates flowers. With baby's breath? No, I asked, it's, you didn't answer. It's, uh, so right now I'm just, I'm house-sitting for my parents because they're in Hawaii and I'm not with them. Um, so that means I have to take care of three dogs. <laughs> is, that, is this why you're sour? Yeah. No, it just means that I have three dogs, uh, an acre and a half to take care of, and then my own stuff on top of it at my own house. And then um, with that, I have meetings that go late into the evening. And so they're like, oh, you can water, you can do this. I'm like, I, I, I'm I, doing meetings till like seven, eight o'clock at night. Like they're like, oh, okay. I, I'm missing. What are you doing at 6 a.m.? I'm missing a meeting right now. Yeah. I'm sleeping. Thank you very much. Um, I'm trying to sleep because these dogs, time. these dogs, come down and they peer out the window and they bark at any which thing for like an hour of whatever they see and it's so my sleep gets interrupted and i'm just like and then they they fight over which one gets to sleep in the bed um and it's yeah so anywho i'm not getting a lot of sleep today is a very stressful day um and And imagine they were children um yeah. Any, anywho, um, enough of my life. Let's let's go on to uh, to uh, music. That's way more interesting. That's what they're here for. That's what everybody's here for. What are oh. you here for, listeners? Let us know. I don't know. I, don't know. I think they're here for Marty's stories too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That carried the podcast the last 160 episodes. I, I am learning. Thank you, Canadian Neil. That at least someone enjoys my Marty stories. So. We've said that before. <laughs> we just silence. like to fucking shit all over you too. <laughs> I like this new setup that you have going on, Marty. The the microphone is just <laughs> dangling from your head. Well, <laughs> thanks. I got my I got my uh, um, my last check from the school district, and so with that, um, I decided that I should buy the microphone arm so I can have a more permanent setup. That's oh, there you go. Here. And so it just so happens that uh, it means that the microphone is now suspended above my computer. And yeah, it's, it is nice. I do enjoy it. It just means it's a little like I'm, I'm doing the, I'm doing the Neil. So um, it's a consistent 
uh, depth away from me. So you should. If we is that the could deal? Get like a, could you get a human colored <laughs> a human colored cover, and it would look no. like an upside down Marty's no. head touching no. Marty's head. <laughs> that's that's not that's not what it would look like. No, thank you. <laughs> Anywho. Anywho, we have a we have a so lot to do today. So uh, thirty songs to get through today. Let's if we're do gonna it. do all of it and knock this out. Oh, we're gonna do it. Part two. Look, I'm not saving ten songs. Yeah, I mean part two of the list, and that's final. We Until just have the to next be a, list. A bit quicker. Less stories. That's fine. I don't even know what songs I picked anymore. All right. Yeah. Well, this is going to be a nice well, surprise I, for all of us. I did have the opportunity to listen to Tom's songs um, this week, so that was good. <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to add anything for the the songs? I think I had two, maybe three songs from the previous episode. You had a few. Yeah, you had. Yeah. Back Against the Wall, Cagey yeah. Elephant, great yeah. song, like that. Um, mm-hmm. Find My Way Back, I'm not remembering. Uh, Guernica was, that's, I like that, that was good. That, that's what we're kicking it off with today. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so I don't, I mean, outside of that, let's, uh, if you don't have anything else to add to Find My Way Back or, uh, what was the other one? Back Against the Wall, then we can kick it off with Guernica. Right, I don't even know how to Tom's pronounce episode. it. Is that even how? Is that even how you pronounce it? I have it? fucking no idea. It's I your wish, song. I wish somebody yeah. knew. Uh, you know, what? just because it's my song and I'm the DJ here doesn't mean I, need, I know how to pronounce all this. That shit. means you could say it however we'll you want. What if the C is an S? Say it and own it, Tom. Like I say, chasm. What Guernica? Guernica. 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 It's either Guernica or Guernica. That's my guess. I like Guernica. Guernica. It's kind of like. Gr- like gorilla, like right? gorilla, yeah. Gorilla, Guernica. Guernica. So it's Guernica. That's what we're going with. We're gonna go with that. It's Guernica by Brand New on the album on the album that I still don't remember how to pronounce. On the algae. Deja, oh, yeah, Deja, Deja, Deja Antandu. <laughs> whatever Deja it is. <laughs> Great album though, whatever it's called. <laughs> it is. So I had a, a tough choice between this one, and so there's a couple things that I can talk about with this album and why I picked this song. <clears throat> First off, it reminds me of jamming in my friend's basement and it was uh I th- I want to say it was towards the end of college that we we were getting together just jamming out and this is one of the one songs that we could get uh Brian into playing guitar with us and uh you know, just rocking out to the song and I don't know, it brings back a lot of memories. But also with that is I remember playing, um, I got to open up the album to see the name of the song because I'm blanking on it. Shit, it's not even this album. It's the next album, which we have a song coming up from The Devil and God Raging Inside, inside Me. me. <laughs> also a great album. <laughs> the Yeah, so the song Jesus Christ. With him, I played my first live show. Um, but this was like high school going into college. I think it was. We'll call it. So I, cu- I couldn't remember exactly what time, but I would have popped that one in here if not for that because it was the first. I played guitar on that. And it was just a repeating uh, loop of... Oh, it's yeah. like... However that goes in that song. Yeah. yeah. So I just played it for like four minutes straight. And like... I only played bass. I never really played guitar, but I like did that the best I could at I a guess coffee that was shop a- one day for Brian and uh, our friend Chris who we all uh, jammed out to. This song was one of those ones that we just jammed in the basement. We didn't play out live, but it was just a 
good energy, high energy, uh, fun song to play. Nice. So that's what I got with that one. Oh, but it was a tough choice between this one and uh, Sick Transit Gloria, Gloria Fades. Oh, that Gloria was... Because the yeah. bass line but of that. What does the bass line Vernica of that is mean? super good. We don't even know how to say it. We don't know what it means. Yeah, I got no clue. But I'll, I'll look it Maybe up. Maybe someone should look that up, wanna... actually. Yeah. Ooh. Cool. That's the only thing I was hoping to get from that, Tom. It's a large 1937... This feel-good story about you and your friends playing music. Yeah, that's basically it. It's a it's a large 1937 oil painting on canvas by Spanish artist Pablo Picasso. It is okay. one of his best known works that is none it? of us have heard of. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's cultured. in Madrid. Yeah. We're very cultured. Guernica got bombed, so I don't oh, know. <laughs> there was uh, one third of Guernica's five thousand inhabitants were killed or wounded in the Spanish Wait a Civil War. Oh, is it a town in Spain? There is all, yeah, it is. But it's also a painting. And so it's actually it's a whole bunch Hon- of shit. Hoinica. Hoinica? <laughs> or something that actually like that. might be writer. But, uh... <laughs> oh my god. Did you say writer? I did say writer. <laughs> Oof, nice. Yep. Well, oh, I, for- I forgot I can't one. talk. <laughs> all right. Well, I love it. <laughs> I used to wish that I could play guitar when I listen to these kind of songs, but I never actually put the time in to learn it, so it wasn't oh, that big of a wish, can. I guess. It's never too late. It's never too late. Oh, it is. It Andrew, Andrew tried road. to teach me guitar, and it did not go well. There, there, very... there is too late. <laughs> no. Nah. Guitar is one of those things that you have to like practice for a month, and then you hit a point where it's like, wait, this actually sounds like a song now. Mm-hmm. And also, then it just kind of like you can kind of pick up more intermediate stuff and like I mean still got to do beginner stuff at that point too but you know you could slowly pick up little things. And it's start a no- a little bit more a noticeable too. learning curve. Um, oh yeah, activity. I mean, I like, would imagine. Oh. <clears throat> I can't. I'm not very musical. Like I just, it's hard. And it's I an also easy just thing thought- to get discouraged of from the beginning too. But it's also uh, it's a crazy thing with uh, muscle memory. And like mm. you can you can play something. I'll still do it to this day. I pick up a new song and I'm trying to play it. I play it for like fucking five hours, right? And then I go to sleep. I wake up first time playing it the next day. Instant, got it. <laughs> so it's you just so need to weird. give up sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you really do need to just give a break. Like you can play it for like ten minutes. Honestly, know for what you need anything. to play, and then yeah. you just need to sleep on it or come back later, and then you you pick it up and you got it. It's it's so weird how it works that way. I just realized I can't like mess up my nails. <laughs> I was gonna say it does hurt the fingers. Um, yeah, you gotta. And I do calluses. I do yeah. paint them every Monday, so. Yeah, when we're recording. <laughs> so you just gotta play on Sundays. Oh, that's actually a good idea. Weekends. Yeah. I keep worrying Pops about my on. whatever job I'm gonna get, which is stupid. I'm not getting a job, but, and they will tell me not to paint my fingernails black anymore. But that can't be true. That can't be a yeah, thing. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, I don't I don't know why somebody would say that. That's racist. <laughs> can't do that. <laughs> oh. All right. Sorry. Let's go on to this next song. If I can pronounce it. Oh god. Uh oh wait, no. It's a very easy one to pronounce. I don't know why I'm looking at this like I can't. It's I still feel her. I still feel No, I can't pronounce it. No, you can't. I, I still feel her, but it's all in one word. So oh, I'm yeah. At it and I'm like, is till feel her. 
part one 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 or <laughs> or, three. or three i don't know <laughs> well no it's ones it's not eyes by johnny craig on the album a dream is a question you don't know how to answer that one's Kinda mine this one i yeah. like that album title yeah it's fine album title that's not why i picked it um this particular i'm gonna talk about my divorce again guys uh <laughs> well this Boring. is about the time this is about the time in your life where that happened so it makes I know, sense it, it just keeps coming up my god uh, this song just really resonated me when I was getting my divorce I'd started journaling again and so there's a line something in there I forgot what it is at the moment that I wrote down in that journal because I really felt like for a while that it was almost my fault that the stuff didn't work out. And this song is kind of from the perspective of um, Johnny Craig is a gigantic asshole. I'll just put that out there. What's up? Oh, but it, the song is from like a perspective of like a hard person to love. It was his fault, you know, that the relationship um, ended and it ended in a way that hurt the other person. And I really wanted to hurt the other person. So I wanted to be this person that was just like, fuck you. Like, I left and you're going to feel all this pain. I don't oh, know if it's true. Um, If he felt all this pain. But I really wanted to have that powerful feeling of like, I controlled this. I crushed you. And I'm moving on. This chorus hits pretty hard. Oh, it's good. Um, How's the chorus go? Let me let me make my best attempt. Mm-hmm. I'm not, That's what I want. There's no way I'm doing that. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn! <laughs> I don't even know the words. Um, but I'm listening to it in my headphones, like as. Oh yeah, it's it. like the the very the intro of the song is the part that hits me the hardest, and it's something about did the ice melt something? No, wait, that was me. I froze to death. Something taking your last breath. It's something or other like that. I don't remember off the top of my head, but. It's opening of my journal that I started keeping, uh, and I just wanted I wanted to fucking steal his fucking breath and freeze his chest. Like, I was not, I did not want him to be happy. I still don't really want him to be happy, but, like, not to the same extent. The chorus goes, do the words still haunt you? Oh, yes. Can you secure, can, can you secure its claim bottled up like smoke floating through the flames? Mm-hmm. I just Googled it. I, uh, I'm yeah. Not, I'm not singing it like Johnny Craig, though. No, you're just saying it. That's fine. But yeah, he does have a really is, good uh, voice. That's, yeah, it's pretty hard to sing that. Yeah, he has a good voice, and he was in a lot of other emo bands. I have followed all of his drama, but we don't begin with that. I just wanted I wanted to be the one to crush someone's heart. I still don't think I've been that person yet, which is kind of a bummer. Well, I mean... I can say I remember when, when we've first met in like the two what two or three years that you were around before you moved mm-hmm. like you were like i want to crush somebody's heart like like I that, that goes back like this hasn't <laughs> this so, has so been this a song, long Marty, occurring, occurring this song like, is what i was yours. feeling i really wanted to and like ooh. and you, you're definitely you're not wrong that was the feeling i brought to the friendship with marty too i didn't crush his heart but I didn't crush anybody's stupid heart. It's fine. It doesn't sound like a pleasant thing to do. Sounds like a powerful thing to do. It sounds like a thing, especially Johnny I'm a, Craig would do. Yes, and I don't want to do a thing that Johnny Craig did. Um, <laughs> not to get into it, but he did this whole like IMAX scam 
that he got into and like stole a bunch of money from people <laughs> from like his fans. <laughs> anyway, but I like putting putting this in kind of a perspective is what I took from listening to the song and also knowing you, Hannah, was like you felt like there was this uh, lack of power, lack of control and that was being yes. exerted and like. That being able to, like, you wanted to flip that around and be in a situation where, like, the roles were reversed for once because of how it, 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 like, you hadn't had that experience before. And so it was, like, more of a liberation. It's a bit of a liberation, but I will say there was an element of meanness in it. I did really want to be the one that crushed someone's heart that they would never forget about me. They'd think about me every once in a while and it would hurt them or something. Like, I really wanted that. I still kind of want that sometimes because I don't like being the one that's hurting, but it's kind of a... And it's like, you know, putting on your armor or your shell. It's putting on your armor because being the one that is hurting, I... makes me feel super weak and I don't like that. Anywho, we're not going to get through 30 songs. (laughs) No, we gotta move on. We gotta gotta (laughs) keep going. Damn it, we are. We gotta get Marty on this podcast a little bit more. So the next one up is I Still Remember by Block Party on the album A City in the Weekend. Uh, I, I think I have the next song as well, right? Yes, you do. Okay. So we get a double Marty feature Block. of Marty. Uh, um, well, I, w- I want to kind of lump these two together. First, I'll talk about Block Party. I still remember. Um, Block Party for me was... Um, I, I mean, it was right about that time uh, um, how, I Met, how I Met Your Mother came out. Um, they had a song at the end of season one. Um, and so it was called Modern Love, but then I really like this album came out when I was in college, and this one really hooked and hooked and resonated with me. And this, this, uh, I still remember it. Just like it, out of all the songs on there, uh, it really just kind of like it just encapsulated me at the time. And so looking back, Block Party was something that I listened to a lot, and like. Like I said, it's the one that I just like it would be stuck on repeat repeat and I would just go forward with it. Um, But moving into the next song, what's the next song, Tom? It's nice to know you work alone by Silverstone Pickups and Swoon. It's kind of fitting that this song comes up right next to because they're both kind of this electric, um, almost synthy, but they're not. They're not done with synth stuff in them. It's like um, it's kind of hard to describe the style between them. But Block Party essentially led me into this. I call it like I want to call it. I rename the genre like new grunge. It's like a little green, like dirty <laughs> green, like grungy kind of electric. But the first one, the first one is kind of more poppy and a bit more catchy. I don't see the second one is more. The second one is a lot more electric. Yeah, I wouldn't say the first one is. That doesn't remind me of grunge too much. No, but but I'm talking. These are Marty's explanations, not your guys's. I'm talking about Block Party as a whole. If you listen to other Block Party ones, like it starts that kind of transition to it with Silverstone Pickups, and for me, Silverstone Pickups like um, Lazy Eye. There's a bunch of other songs that are really good that they have. Um, But for me, this one in particular, um, there was probably um, this one came out right about the time where 
I got hurt playing Frisbee and I didn't know if I was going to be able to play Frisbee and I ended up not being able to continue with Frisbee. So I didn't really know what I wanted to do or anything. So it was kind of a dark time. I actually um, probably debated whether or not I was going to continue school. And with this one, this song, it was in there that it kind of just like I was living alone. I was doing a lot of things alone on my own. Um, so like I really did more independent stuff. And so it just kind of kept like listening to this one. It was more like of that independent song. Like, you know what? You're you're alone. You're doing stuff. But it's it's also nice that you're doing that and continuing and doing things on. So like to me, this is kind of like, you know what? It's OK to go do things. Um, it's kind of nice and kind of keep remembering that. So that's what I took out of it. Um, but it was fitting for have. both those. Yeah, so it's a good song. I definitely, definitely heard the second one, the Silver Sun pickup song. Uh, I yeah. don't think I've ever heard a Block Party or that song. I'm gonna have to check them out a little bit. Uh, y- y- Block Party is one of those bands that you've you've heard them, you just don't know that you've heard them. And that, that song is not, ne- I would say, not really representative of Block Party either. Um, it's not. They have a lot of very different sounding music as well. Not so. Yeah, there's more. There's they, more to be found there. <clears throat> Helicopter was on um, one of the Guitar Hero soundtracks. Um, Modern Love, that that one's like probably one of the more popular ones, more like I still remember. Um, but there's there's a few others in in there, um, especially the album right before this that were are just really solid um, in kind of a same vein as the Silver Sun pickups. All right. The next one we got up is I Would Hurt a Fly by Built to Spill on the album Perfect From Now On. It was a Neil's song. I like the name. <laughs> and I'm really curious to yeah. know, to hear the backstory on this. this the, the, is a, I was about to say song. there is no backstory to this song in the, sense, <laughs> in the sense that compared to all the other songs on my list, it was a song of, of that time, but there was nothing necessarily emotionally significant other than the fact that it was i just love that song um i like the sound of the song it was very unique Mm -hmm. i felt um it's kind of a lazy it has that electro orchestral thing to it the lyrics are great it's kind of it hints towards like insanity and Mm -hmm. just the 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 cadence of the song i just love it i mean it's i don't really have a lot to say about it other than i just really enjoyed the song although i will say it's kind of a song of two halves, and the second half is less. I don't. I enjoy it, but it's not. It's not. Um, I don't love it as much. It could have. They could have chopped that second half out where they switch everything up and they switch tempo and they go a little bit more rocky. Um, I didn't really understand that, but obviously, you know, it's not my song, so <laughs> none of my business. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, because I I found that second half of the song to be. It kind of like. I don't know. I felt like it goes with the song. It it does go it does, with it. Like it's yeah. it's very odd because the whole <laughs> mm-hmm. like you said, it's a very lazy song. It seems like in the beginning, yeah. it's got it's very unique in that way. Even the even the lyrics, there's not right. like that much to it. No. It's but it's it's catchy as hell, and that it's a great sound at the and end then, of it. Yeah. Hearing that whole like escalation and the, like, yeah, the, the whole da, rock da, 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 like da, da, jam band da, 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 da. kind of thing, and it's like yeah. a repeating sound that just mm-hmm. keeps like. You know, pick it up more and more. By the end of it, I'm like, damn, I want to just listen to that song back again. 
Yeah, it's that's one of those songs that I'd you know just put on repeat. Yeah, when you first yeah. hear it, I'm that's, just like, oh, that's, that's such found. a good song. Yeah, yeah. but what's it's funny is I, the oh. first time I heard that song, I didn't care to listen to it again, and then I was like, <laughs> you know what? That was really catchy, and I was like, let me go back to it. And then it was like the third or fourth time I was like, fuck, I can't stop listening to it. <laughs> yeah. And then it was like, it was on repeat at that point. I just and that's the lyrics to too. They're, they're the actual lyrics is I can't get that sound mm. you make out of my head. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> but yeah, no, no real, unfortunately, sorry guys, no story there. No, no, that's fine. Damn it, Neil. So, we, Bill, we expected stories. I got, no, she's no. got stories, but uh... <laughs> no stories. I was going to say Built the Spells always, it's a band I've always heard of and I've always meant it, like meant to take a time and listen to them, but I never have until this list came up and you put it on there. And I found it really kind of surprising that considering everything else that you picked, that would come across there. Hmm. So somewhere in my past, I have a friend who has similar taste to you. I, I thought this is an Andrew song on here. <laughs> and until yeah. I went to go look, and then I saw it was Neil's, I was surprised. I don't know why, but I just kind of surprised no, me. that's that's because they're think, from Idaho. I think it's like very fair. It. Yeah, just based off the other songs you picked, I guess. Maybe so that's why there's no story because all the other songs were like in for me. You know, there were there was some moment or event or something going on, and so there's more of a of a of a continuity maybe. But this was just a, all the others are rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a story <laughs> so this uh this next song we have up called like the angel by rise against off the Ar- album rpm 10 uh i picked this one there's not a ton of backstory to this but i really enjoyed the bass riff in the very beginning of it and i remember going to guitar center and i would go there back throughout college like on weekends here and there just go testing out like new bases new amps cabinets different stuff that i wanted to like try out and buy so i do remember listening to the song really enjoying the bass lick in the beginning uh getting it down and then going into guitar center and plugging everything in and playing this pretty loud in the store and like being real <laughs> proud of it, being real proud of myself for that you were that yeah dude, huh? you want we you all know to- that you played stairway to heaven yeah, I <laughs> have you ever seen that? How is it that you're I not mean, supposed that's, to do that's that? Right? Always somebody, somebody's in there, always playing that. Yeah. It's, a, it's like the no-no of guitar <laughs> stores. Oh, yeah. I learned that. That and what's a free bird? Everyone wants a free bird, <laughs> like, right? <laughs> so that's that. I mean, there's countless other songs that I've gone into uh, Guitar Center and played, but this one I definitely remember being. I thought it was like a little bit more difficult than a. Blink-182 song that I would pick up and play. You're trying to impress the, gu- why, but, the Guitar yeah. Center employees? <laughs> exactly. And they're like, they're probably listening to the same songs all the oh, time God. here, so I gotta like change it up, you know? <laughs> You're just doing a service at that point. Yeah. <clears throat> Alright, so this next one we have up is Luca by Brand New mm. off the album The Devil and God Are Raging Inside Me. This is the one that I was talking about Jesus Christ is on this album as well. God, we have a lot of stinking Brand New on this playlist. Yeah. I love I, brand new. I, I, I was just... I was really <laughs> contemplating instead of the other brand new I put on. I forgot to mention this. Sorry. As we, <laughs> I don't know if we have any more brand new after this, but I was planning on putting a song from their very first album, which is very more like pop punky. Yeah. I was thinking about putting uh, seventy times seven on it. That's a good song too. Ended up not going with that one. Which so I, I should also 
clarify that I don't think brand brand new stinks at all. Like, like I didn't think that at all. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying that, saying that there's a lot on this playlist yeah. that I wouldn't have expected. Like <laughs> what three or three or four songs. So I feel like they're not like a lot of people know of them, but I don't. I wouldn't consider them like a huge band either. No, yeah, I, don't, no I, I don't know of them uh, from mm-hmm. other than this. That one I was listening to in in the car today. Um, because that's great. I love that song. So, um, yeah. I love that song. The last like minute of it, like just whatever they're doing with their musical instruments, like fucking love it. I have blasted this in the car so many times as like a pump up because it's just it has a good like driving beat to it. Um, so I'll, it was hard for me to pick one song from this album as well, but this one I know is the one I've listened to the most, and it's probably the one that I got in my head first when I listened to this album. Um, this album, to me, I listen to it now all the time still, but for some reason, this is the album that I listen to if someone close to me has died. And, it like, I can't listen... I'm not going to go listen to, like, I don't know, my other shit. I feel like it's not the time to listen to, like, I don't know. This, it just, the vibe of it to me always seems kind of respectful. <laughs> Even though it's it's a lot of not respectful, it's just it's the only album that feels right to listen to after someone that's close to me has died. It doesn't feel right to like put on corn, which is the only thing I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> I was tr- trying to think of other bands. <laughs> so this album has I've, I've probably played this album the most out of any album, not because everyone I know has died, but just over and over again for a while <laughs> until I feel like I can play something else. But I don't just listen to it when someone has died as well. This song also reminds me of Organic Chemistry. So I used to listen to this song Ugh. in lab. I used to listen to this album in lab. because I took For punishment. Well, I was taking the majors course, so I was taking the lab twice a week, too. Uh, I just remember listening to this song, this album, a lot in Organic Chemistry, and I can see myself at my desk, the fucking evaporator, like all the fucking shit is there. And I also remember I was not listening to Luca, but I was listening to this album when someone brought the news that Ashton Kutcher had died. <laughs> so I was already, I was already listening to my death album. Wait, Ashton Kutcher's not, not dead. dead? No, 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 no. Oh God. No, there were, <laughs> that, that came out like ten different times throughout his acting career, though, that he died, didn't it? Did Heath it? Ledger. <laughs> oh, Heath oh. Ledger. Okay. Oh, an actual person. Okay. That's yeah, Heath Ledger funny. actually. Did I don't die. know if I'd be yes. that upset if Ashton Kutcher died. I mean, I have nothing against him. You know, Ashton saying. Kutcher <laughs> is the only one of my high school crushes that I still feel proud of, and he's still attractive today. <laughs> doesn't slightest Ashton Kutcher's like kids go to your kids' school? Oh, my kid? No, I don't think so. His. Oh, hold on. No. Are you talking to me or Hannah? Yeah. Because Hannah doesn't have kids. Well, I don't have any kids. (laughs) (laughs) You're the the only person on this podcast. Deduction skills. Here we go. (laughs) I'm here for it. Um, Well, regarding Heath Ledger's death, actually, I had ordered a Batman uh, The Dark Knight poster where it's like the Joker through the frosted glass and he's like, why so serious? Um, I'd ordered that. You know, because it's what you do. You buy movie posters for college. Um, the, the day it arrived was the day that he died. I was like, did you feel responsible? Oh. It, it, it just hit a little <laughs> different because then I here I had like this poster I was really excited about to hang on a wall. And I was like, 
Oh, and he just died. Oh, no. That's even better to hang on the wall, though. It's like a memorial. It's kind of a so, dilemma, though. It's like, yeah. I will go Should back I? again and say that I was listening to this album in OCAM when someone came and told me that um, he'd let My junior year of college was basically all organic chemistry. I, I liked him as an actor. He's a good dude. Oh, I love. Oh, I had a huge crush on him when I was in high school too. I Didn't, had some good crushes, some not embarrassing crushes in high yeah, school. Yeah, Fred Durst. Um, uh, yeah, and Shifty Shell Shock from Crazy Town. Probably John oh. Davis at this point too. <laughs> eh, I wouldn't say no. Uh, I. <laughs> <laughs> I was. That's my. That's my high school hand. I would have been into it. Um. Anyway, I really liked Corn. <laughs> Isn't that like a beam now? It's uh, a there's, song. There's a kid talking yeah. about. Oh, like yeah, like actual C O R N corn. They made she, a song about yeah, it. Yeah, I know, like actual corn. Yeah, she it's, Hannah uh, singing that song. It's got the juice. It's got the juice. Can you imagine a more beautiful thing or something? Like I don't know the song that well, but it's yes, yeah. Someone made a song about cute. this kid giving an interview about how he loves corn. It's corn. It's got the kernels. Something. Wait a minute. Wait, you don't know this? We, we got to continue on to our songs. We'll talk this, about the song later. Sorry, is this the the guy that interviews kids? And the, he, the kids? I think yeah, it I was. Think so. okay. Yeah, this did come on recently. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I saw that video on Reddit recently. It was very cute. It was cute. And the song <laughs> yeah. is And I saw catchy. another one. I saw another one that uh, a kid... <laughs> there was one for the Subaru subreddit I saw. And there was an, another kid. But similar to the corn kid. He was talking about Subaru and his whole face lit up. And the interviewer <laughs> <laughs> kept like whispering. He's like, my grandmom drives a Subaru. And the kid's like, ah! <laughs> 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 like so excited. Subarus are great. I but, mean, he can, but he like, he's like five years old and he knows all the different car brands based off their logos too. I don't know. It's it's impressive. But it's funny. I love it. That would have been helpful at trivia the other night. <laughs> All right, so this uh, <laughs> this next one <laughs> is uh, called "Make You Smile" by Plus Forty Four on the album "When Your Heart Stops Beating." I put this one up. Uh, this one I just really enjoyed the. So I was really into Blink One Eighty Two. Mark Hoppus started this band after uh, they kind of broke up the first time, and I don't know if they're necessarily broken up, but the second time. Or they're just like Tom doesn't want to do this, the blink stuff, so Tom he's is busy off doing his own thing. searching for aliens yeah. for us. We uh, leave him alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> true, true. So I don't know speculation whether they'll come back for like a festival or something, do whatever. But uh, anyway, Mark created this other band called Plus Forty Four. They only had one album, and they had Travis Barker as the drummer. So it was like half of Blink One Eighty Two, basically. You mean two thirds? Two thirds, two thirds of Blink, right? Well, but Scott Rayner was the original drummer, so is it just one third? Isn't that half? Never mind. Forget it. So there are two so, drummers? <laughs> Scott Rayner was the original drummer for Blink, and then yeah. Travis Barker started on... Oh, I see so, what you're saying. Enema of the State, he came on. Well, okay. So when they I thought you were saying Scott song, like, and Travis, no. and, and I was like, what are you going to do with two drummers? I'm guitar. sure there's a band out there with two drummers. So a third plus two thirds, uh, the average is. Well, it could be half of one of the five. thirds. So it's less than half. Y- when yes. you say it's plus forty-four, 
No. Yes. Yes, that's the one. So apparently, uh, maybe Neil I'll see myself to this, out. but it's like the British area code. Or uh, it is for the. That's the international area code for the UK. Yeah. Yeah. There oh. you go. So okay. they were touring out there, and they liked the number, and that's how they came up with it. So anyway, actually, forty-four is my yeah. basketball number. Oh, there we go. I also like the number forty-four. It's a sweet number. And plus forty-four is who Neil would bet on if he was given the spread. <laughs> Absolutely, because they were—they're their favorites, right? <laughs> yep, the positive side <laughs> means they're the favorites. Yes. Funny thing about a plus forty-four or something in the plus forties. So <laughs> we were watching Drexel in the uh, what was it March Madness two years ago, and my friend Brian was like, "They're not really going to lose by forty points, are they?" <laughs> I'm definitely like, covering that. Shush. So he, so he bet on Drexel covering the spread of forty points. Well, they lost by more than forty. It may have been forty-four for all I know. It was in the forties, and they still ended up losing. <laughs> Can't be that bad. So this song, I just really liked it because it was it was a little different than always hearing, let's say, Tom or Mark and Blink or in Plus 44, always hearing Mark Hoppus. They had this uh, woman, Carol, came on and sang. Uh, I forget her last name. But uh, it, <laughs> hey, was, it was really cool. They they sung like back and forth and it was like uh, a guy and a girl. Um, I just looked up the song meaning uh, and it sounds like it's something along the lines of a guy that still has feelings for an old girlfriend, uh, but the and the old girlfriend still has feelings for him, but she doesn't want to admit it necessarily. And um, I just thought it was a cool song. I mean, the the back and forth between the two of them singing in their respective, uh, I guess, voices and, or their <laughs> mindset on the relationship. It was just it's just a cool song. Um, very chill. I'm looking forward to listening to all these again because i only remember the ones i already knew so i don't know what any of these songs sound like <laughs> that's but why I'm, I'm putting them on as we're talking about them, I'm, excited. I'm not gonna know oh, them smart. just right off the bat and at least i can add some kind of commentary to some of them if i have something to I'm, say. I'm still gonna play through this and play the songs in order yeah. like I mean, that, hannah was saying last week yeah mm-hmm. yeah okay and so the next song i have up is probably everyone knows this one my name is jonas by weezer I had never heard the song in my entire yes. life. It was great what? to see what? a Weezer song I'm on not here, a huge, though. I'm not a huge Weezer fan. What? Yeah, but still, what? I feel like it's just a very Never heard this song, song in my life. Weezer has okay. a song for everyone. <laughs> I Especially off this album. Weezer like. was very big in my high school days. Yeah. Off their Blue album, I feel like they have so many, not, like, so many songs that have just been played everywhere. I'm so the Blue album, it, the Green album, like... Those were the, those were the. I was like eleven. I was ten or eleven when this came out, and I remember it. And I was, it was super cool to hear because I haven't heard it for so long. Mm. I was like, oh, awesome! Something I I I actually know. I saw. I was like, oh, a Weezer song. I might know this one, and then I did not know it at all. They're very good live too. I saw them open for Blink and Camden. I think I mentioned that with Taking Back Sunday. They open for Blink. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I saw the three of them. Live. It was pretty great. Uh, it's kind of weird thinking of Weezer opening for Blink One Eighty Two. It is. Yeah. Well, they did. They I did. Uh, see it. I guess Blink it was with, like a Blink well, and Green Day did a, a, a tour together too. They did. Yeah. It's just like and really they popular alternate. pop punk song. Like mm-hmm. writers, you'd get double the people coming to see you. 
Yeah, so the Blink and Green right? Day. Well, but the thing with the bl- Blink and Green Day is that they alternated. Each, oh, I remember that night. actually. I think it was every every other night. Uh, one of them, like Green Day, would open the one night, and then Blink would open the next night, and it would alternate throughout it. The pop, the pop, uh, what was it? Pop Punk Disaster? No, that doesn't sound right. Something Pop Disaster Tour. I forget what it was, but it sounds I, I like wish, they would yeah. do that with Weezer or anything. I, I get it. I mean, if your target audience is high school or college kids, like you yeah. got to make it worth their money. And Jimmy Eat World was supposed to be on that entire tour, but halfway through they ditched him. Oh. And they were like, "Nah, we're gonna go do our own thing over in Europe." And they <laughs> have cool, man. they have an entire documentary on that. Oh, the pop yeah, it is the pop disaster tour. I'm pretty sure it's what it's called. So they made an entire uh, video documenting the whole thing. <laughs> and Green Day and Blink were kind of like riding on Jimmy Eat World for like. Hey, you, you guys! You guys want to join like the biggest pop punk tour in the world and then leave halfway <laughs> no. through and go do your own thing? Well, and Jimmy World was phenomenal live. I remember seeing them open with Newfound Glory for Blink One Eighty Two, and I was most excited for Newfound Glory and Blink One Eighty Two. And it was like Jimmy World was like the definitely the best live band out of the three. It was like Sweetness, The Middle, Bleed America. It was like. I'm there for it. Ah, uh, those are good. And so, that was right when that right was right before that album blew up too. So it was, it was good. I really enjoyed it. I, I could have put Marty over here. I could have put the middle on here instead of this song too. Uh, or I think there's another Jimmy Eat World song I used to play. But my name is Jonas specifically. I remember playing this song at a house party with the the one band I was in, who who's one of their songs are coming up. By the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you got, we you got played, all the ladies. We played a uh, some random house party. I don't know how we got involved with it or whatever, but we like show up. It's like you walk in the front door and right to the right, there was like a, a band room basically that was set up and there were like 30, 40 kids in the house. Um, they were, yeah, it's, it was a, it was a college party. Like everyone was around our age, I'd say. Your life um, sounds like a '90s movie. Yeah. It really does, actually. <laughs> I want to so know if when you were playing, was everybody in their underwear like the Jimmy World video? Nah, there's nothing, oh. nothing crazy like that. But apparently, and I didn't really see it, but apparently there were like a lot of drugs getting passed around and stuff. So <laughs> we we wanted to get out like the <laughs> the second we were done to set. Um, but I do remember it was for a birthday party. That was what the house party was for. And the girl that wanted to, they, the, it was the girl, it was like the girl's house, I guess. Um, or she was renting it or whatever. And she wanted for her birthday to like sing a lot of these songs. And like, this is one of them. <laughs> and it was atrocious. <laughs> 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 and it was very hard to like sing and play this, but it was a, oh it was a good God. song to play regardless. And I mean, it's always, I feel like, I don't know. Most people like the song. Um. Yeah. So that's that house party song. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the next one up is Nantes or Nantes, Nantes. I don't have to Beirut. pronounce one either. Nantes. Nantes. It, it, it's a town. Oh. Okay. So this uh album. this entire album by by Beirut. I think a lot a lot of the songs are actually named after towns in France. Oh, okay. Uh. The guys at Condon spent some time traveling and uh, 
this this album, Flying Cup, uh, Club Cup, Cup, the Cup, Flying Club, Club, Club Cup. There we go, Club Cup. It's one of those tongue twisters. Um, the entire album is great. I think last week I started off every song of mine by saying that. Um, but uh, this song gives me just just fond memories of spending time with friends in a pretty relaxed environment. The whole album's pretty, I, I guess you could say theatrical in sound, but at the same time subdued. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I don't quite remember why I threw it on the album or on this list, but when I think of this album and this song, takes me right back to college and kind of being in the, in those environments. That's probably why you put it on the list. Yeah, probably. That's probably why. <laughs> the whole point of this podcast, uh, this list. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyways, listen to the whole thing. He does what he's told. I haven't listened to the whole album, but I really like this particular song. So I should branch out. Boop. The next one up is Neighborhood Number 1, uh, Tunnels by Arcade Fire on the album Funeral. You can't, can't give me two in a row. I got. I give you the three in a row. Is that what's happening? Okay. Yeah, he has three in a row. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so this, this album, the first time I actually heard this album, I was in high school. But it's like when you, show, you watch a show, but you're not in the mood for it. You just never go on with it. Even though if everyone tells you it's good, it's great. Mm-hmm. You got to watch it. You gotta listen to it, and that that was this album in high school. I just wasn't into it. I come back to revisit it in college, and it's one of those albums I listen to quite a bit. And the, the whole theme of the album is kind of revolving around losing people, um, and that transition from high school into college. You lose a lot of friendships. And that's where I kind of drew that connection. So I, I gave you the first song on the album. But um, again, if I could just throw the whole album on there and cheat, I'd do that. <laughs> it was a great album. I mean, yeah. that song was, in particular was very, um, it was a very sort of, it's a sort of fractured song, like lyrically, um, it really does evoke, I think, what you're describing quite a lot. Just a, a kind of a, a dis, what's the word? Uh, like a, a disquiet, maybe, of loss or something like that. I don't know, just blabbling. Yeah, but- coming, coming to terms with it on your own, you know, like I said, the album itself talks about loss a lot of different ways from a lot of different perspectives and how people handle it or how they go about expressing that, so... I will say, uh, you put that on there, and I listened to it, and I was like, all right, Arcade Fire, yeah, I want to go back. And I did enjoy that album, um, and like it made me go back and listen to it after you put it on there. So um, thanks for bringing it back yeah. into my life, Andrew. I feel like all it's right, one of those bands. You got to hit Neon Bible next. <laughs> I feel on, like On it's, what? Uh... You have to hit Neon Bible. It's the uh, I think the oh, album that yeah. came after this mm. it was their sophomore debut, or sophomore release. I guess it can't be a debut. What album? Uh, <laughs> Sophomore debut. It, it was that album came out when I was working at Hastings too, and so I heard that a lot because I was in the in the um, play bin. So, yeah. Well, it's, you know, like 
like I said, it, it's in high school is a friend of mine that showed it to me. Like I believe is my junior year. And it was one of those things where realizing, you know, after you get away from high school, there's a lot of people you're never going to see again, never going to talk to again. That was one of those friends. And no, it was it's weird. Weird. Did you ever yeah. reach out to him and say how good of an album? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm curious it, to, to hear That's who it is. That's the right answer. And you can you can say that when we're not recording, but I'm I'm generally curious to see who that who that person I'll, is. I'll tell you when we're not recording. Yeah. I suppose he's not going to cut it. So that's that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, moving on. I've I've always heard of Arcade Fire, and I don't think I like could have picked out a song of theirs that. You know, it said, "Oh, that's that's what I know Arcade Fire by," but it probably oh. is this. What this song is probably one of them. There's well, another right, that or Wake Up. Wake Up is another one. Okay, is there another neighborhood number two, Crown of Love. Um, yeah, like, yeah. There's a couple. I this is another one when I listened to the playlist, I was like, "Why did I pick this song?" And I was like, "Oh, it's not my song." <laughs> I I like Rebellion. I, I like it. That's a good one too. Yeah, but it wouldn't have been the song I, I, I would have picked. But I like it. They also I, remind I me really like Leica. I I would have put Leica on there, but I just again I was like, no, I want to start at the beginning, have everyone listen to the album, which is what Marty did. So it one worked. person yeah. took the bait. The funeral and I'm oh, sorry, it was the suburbs that came out when I was working at Hastings. Um, okay. But there were were some uh, allegations against the lead singer, so they might be uh, canceled here soon. So okay, there yeah. were allegations yeah. against the lead singer of Brand New, and I. I'm going to keep one problematic fave. That's it. I can't let them go. <laughs> I, I've always kind of heard Wynn Butler's kind of a dick. Um, but he's a decent basketball player and great musician. And I, it doesn't make him a perfect person, but that's not what this is about. There's plenty of other people in that band. And the mu- music is good. I can, uh, for my myself, subjectively say that's true. Didn't we have a that's whole about. conversation on Travis Scott and that whole concert? incident that happened i think we might have yeah. i know but i think we might have canceled him <laughs> i feel like i think i feel like we all did well good so it's because so you brought more information somewhere? to the story and so i changed my mind <laughs> all right oh andy move again on to this next song yeah last one for andy for now yeah for now <laughs> there's at least one more coming up jesus uh, christ <laughs> how many did you pick this is no rest by Dry the River on the album Shallow Bed. Thematic. Oh. Um, There's a shark yeah, on the cover. No rest. I like how surprised Is you it? are. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, the shark. cover art's really cool. Dry the River. It's, um, a, it's a dried up shark that's still swimming. Oh. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, if it's dried up, how's it swimming? I don't actually oh, know I if I've ever it. seen the cover art. It's pretty sweet. You so this look. was... I should. So this is the time where like I started listening to Spotify quite a bit there in college. And so I didn't have physical albums. I couldn't see cover art. Or if I did see it, I didn't really pay too much attention to it, right? That's part of the process you lose through this digital media. But um, th- this song, this album, I latched on to my senior year of college when I was just about done. And... What I remember from this song, I mean, again, any song I have on this list is just something I listen to a lot. And then if I hear it again, it's going to put me back in that place. But this song, what I remember from it is um, not not quite like uh, 
unrequited love, but misunderstood on how people view love or how they view relationships with each other. And, you know, college is a messy time, and I ran into that, and so I latched onto it. All right. Uh, so the next one is Obvious by Blink-182 off their self-titled you? album. And this is me. <laughs> I'm free. And you're free for now. But I, I was going to segue this because you were talking about relationships and stuff. So this song, the reason I picked this is because it has a, um, I guess, like a, a callback to my freshman year uh, where my ex-girlfriend cheated on me, um, my high <laughs> right. school girlfriend. And the song is, from what I remember, is about uh, a guy's girlfriend cheating on her or cheating on him and, and you yeah, taking control and making her feel bad like hannah just like breaking yeah, somebody's you, heart you didn't listen to Ruin i still that. feel her part three <laughs> <laughs> i completely missed what you just said <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't hear you no me. sorry continue continue with your yeah, story time. Move on. Oh, sorry uh anyway yeah so that's this song that's why i picked it uh, not much else than that. Uh, so she she cheated on you enough. in high school, in college, but it was my oh it in was, college yeah. So like going in from high school, like end of high school, freshman year of college, um, I was going out with her, and then she it was my first relationship I was ever in, and so it hurt. all I ever wanted was a a relationship in high school. But I'm so glad <laughs> I didn't actually have to deal with this, like, bring my high school boyfriend to college and have it all fall apart. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I missed all of that, to be honest. She was still in high school. At the I time never too. had. She was, I, I forget how uh, many years younger than me than she was. If it was, I don't know if it was, eh, you know what, it was probably three years. Because I want to say she was in the, the same grade as my sister. So at that point, she was a sophomore talk, in high school. Let's just not break the law here. Uh what? I don't think he's. I don't Calm think... down, Hannah. Yeah. Look, I was six... that's one of those I things. Was 16? You were 16 when you went to college? I... 17? I just turned 17. I was right 17 when I went to college, college, too, actually. Yeah. yeah. They're only 17. I'm sorry. Hair metal. <laughs> so, like, going into college, like, during high school, I never had anything too serious for relationships here and there. Nothing, nothing major. But it's one of those things you hear, like, going into college don't bring your girlfriend or don't bring your boyfriend, don't bring relationships. And it's one of those things like at that time, I probably would have been dismissive of that. But looking back on it, I can totally see why people say that now. I will say it's not, I have a pair of friends that high school sweethearts been together like 20 years now. Like it, it yeah. happens, but like I, I know a couple people like that. It's too. a yeah. it's a rarer event. Okay, whatever, guys. No, I, I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> it Andy, is very rare. But yeah. I would have a hundred percent wanted to drag my high school relationship into my college years, which was probably would been a bad idea. My imaginary high school relationship. Yeah. I mean, while <laughs> while it was, I don't know. I mean, in hindsight, maybe it was never fine. But you know, in my mind, I thought it like the relationship was good and all. And, we were happy even though we weren't together throughout the week. And I saw her on the weekend, so it wasn't like I was that far away. I was going to school in Philly, at, which was like a 25-minute drive from Drexel back home. Oh, that's it wasn't that far. Yeah, so it was like, all right, we'll see each other on the weekends and, you know, I'll be that's going to school That's the perfect relationship. I don't want to see you every day. <laughs> Give me my which, space. Which it wouldn't be much different than, like, 
a regular relationship if you're you know somewhat yeah. of a distance apart let's say you yeah. know you, s- you spend time on the weekends and stuff together so uh it wasn't that unheard of i felt like for us to you know do that but um obviously it didn't work out and for the better but <laughs> <laughs> you know but i i felt a i held a grudge against her for like Oof. a while over that whole thing because it's yeah, like it's hard first, not to. i it's fucking the, would yeah. what's well, the first time you like you're in a relationship you're like you're you're feeling that connection with someone and and then for them to just not you know not to to so like bluntly cut it off or sharply cut it off i don't know <laughs> you know what you. i mean that that's just like i would hold pretty, i mean i would it, hold a grudge now if that happened like it it doesn't yeah. first relationship tender all relationships I feel tender, but it's not, it's not a good move. No, yeah, it would have been better just to come straight up and be like, "Look, not feeling it anymore." Bye. Yeah, people don't normally do that. No, unfortunately, well, not not at that age. No, definitely not that. Unfortunately, age. you're not equipped to deal with conflict at that age. Yeah, but That's at any true, age, but... people still do it. It's whatever. Yeah, and you live and you learn. I'm way past it now. <laughs> Are you sure, Tom? We're here for you. This is a safe space. We can talk about cheating exes. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> I did run into her years later at a concert, and I like at a concert. I I beelined it to the bathroom. I was like, <laughs> "What? Whoa!" But hey, then you were the one that ran away. What? Yeah, I didn't want any. She was like trying to come up and say hi. I was like, "Oh, no, she was coming toward." No. I would I would have turned around. You own that. You you are. You did nothing. We need to unpack yeah, that I don't out wanna, on, there, I don't on a different episode. Talk to her. <laughs> okay, we yeah, we yeah. don't have the time. We got to move on, but we got to oh, unpack okay. that later. There's so many okay. things we need to unpack. We can go back to it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I'm gonna rehash or be able to rehash and go through my memory of. If all we of had it, to but... do relationship corner with Marty, we're gonna have to do relationship corner with Tom. Okay. Uh, Which yeah. means we will have to do relationship corner with Marty again. And and Andrew and Neil and Hannah too. So there you go. <laughs> It'll be Anywho, the relationship corner let's, podcast. Let's let's move it on here. Let's go. We got to get on to no outlet. Oh yeah, the most important oh, band yeah. on this list. The most important. <laughs> this song. This song bangs. So so this this song is called "On My Own" by the band No Outlet. This is the band that I joined for a little bit, and we opened for Aaron Carter and Brian Cabrera, the Boys of Summer, off their <laughs> album. Oh, you're a boy or of our, summer. Our album. I don't know their album. City Walls. Um, this is out of any song that we ever did. I thought this would be the song that would be like the radio hit, the pop song that people would really get into. I I always enjoyed playing this song live. It was always in our set list, and I I just I don't know. Like as an outside perspective to not being involved in the song whatsoever in the creative process or anything. I don't, I think it's a good song. I mean, it I don't care like that it was in the band, of but the it's, time. it's catchy. Yeah. And yeah. It definitely sounds like a pop punk. Pop it sounds punk like pop punk song. for sure. Like yeah. you nailed that sound. Oh yeah. I um, mean, maybe it's not like, you know, the greatest song in the world or anything, but I, I dug it. And it's a, look at if, this cool ass story you got out of it. Yeah. And, you know, I always used to go and play these shows and I, I could, I mean, there's countless stories on all the shows that I, I went and did and, you know, all the different ones, but it was great. Um, 
there was something I was going to talk about. Now I'm forgetting. Uh, Shit. Not going to lie. When I listened to this song and I listened to it blind, right? I wasn't paying attention to what was going on. I thought it was a yellow card song. <laughs> I'm going to say it has that pop punk it does. sound. One, like 100%. It, yeah. Sure. And that was the time period for it. You like totally nailed it. I yeah. So you can go reach no out complaints. to uh, go reach out to John Rodden. I don't know where he is, but okay, uh, I will he's do still, that. He's still playing live shows, as far as I know. He could be playing this one acoustic by himself. The uh, the downside to joining this band was when the drummer uh, he he was going to school in California, so we could only play during like winter breaks or spring breaks when he would when he would come back for like a weekend or a week at a time. So we didn't get to play like all throughout the year. So it was only little bits here and there. And then I would just kind of like jam with him, electric and bass, uh, guitar and bass. And that was it. But yeah, so that's that. Oh, you know what? Now, now I remember the story, little sidebar. So we were talking about um, Aaron Carter in the past, you know, it's been brought up and all. So I was reading a Reddit uh, thread and it was a question of what celebrity, what celebrity's career is over essentially is what it was the question and so aaron many. carter it, but aaron carter was one of the top ones in there <laughs> orion Travera so, has to be on that list too <laughs> probably yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'll say yeah. i have never heard an aaron carter song or a ryan cabrera song so i'm not 100 percent sure how well you were as an opening form but i assume they were mostly pop so, oh good. yeah yeah they, we, I will we say opened, we played he, for more people than they did. I mean that song. <laughs> if it was on, the, it was probably on a Tony Hawk skater game. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it was total. It would not have been out of place. Yeah, there we go. But uh, speaking of that, the song that I did earlier, like the Angel, that was in Tony Hawk Underground Two. <laughs> oh, was or, it? Un- sorry, the first Underground. The first one. Yeah, yeah. So that's. If if you haven't gotten from this list, uh, pretty much my whole music taste has developed from Tony Hawk Pro Skater games. I got it. There were some good <laughs> songs out there. Tony Hawk One and Two, man, those soundtracks are killer. Superman. By they Cold were free Fever. on PSN last last month. Were they? Oh, oh they the were. Yeah, one? the one and two package. Damn. Oh, budge. Marty missed out. So All right, it. we got Andy's. I think it's Andy's last song right here. Yeah, looks like it. Coming it's up. About, about damn time. Uh, it's called People Say by Portugal the Man under the album The Satanic Satanist. No, no he's, he got a, he's got another song. One. Unless he's got one at kicks. the end. Does he? Yeah. We're oh, still a long right. way from the end. <laughs> We're going to get into a new kick. How many songs did I pick? I think you had 12 ten. on here. 10, no? You pick, you pick, <laughs> can't, can you pick more than he 10? That's no. illegal. Nah, nah, he had 10. He had 10. Um, so th- this song by Portugal the Man. Uh, similar to Metric, this was introduced to me by the same group of people that I started talking with on that uh, music inner, uh, gaming forum, or not forum, as a chat room. And then um, I always just really liked the song. It just went with the times. Um, and then I did a road trip with one of my good buddies, and we ended up going into Wisconsin to the guy who introduced this song to me, hung out with him for a while. And I just remember having this on while we, you know, we we ended up uh, not not floating, but canoeing down the Wisconsin River. And so it just brings me back to that that road trip overall. Um, There's a few songs that bring me back to it, but that was the first one that popped in my head. So good road trip across the country with a good friend of mine to meet to meet friends. 
Friends, friends, friends. So, we, so we many saw friends. Them. Look at this popular boy. We saw them live open in uh, uh, for Mumford & Sons in Montana. Yeah, we did, but I didn't really listen to too much of their new stuff. Like, I, I'm sure it's good. I just doesn't hit the same way for me. And it, like I said, I, I totally agree with an artist that can change their style and rebrand themselves. That's fine. But I just, I wasn't into that stuff too much. I just love that they opened with a cover of a Metallica song. That was great. <laughs> yeah. But no, Portugal. That Port- poor baseball field. <laughs> Well, it's happened again, so I think they might ban concerts from baseball fields going forward. What happened to the baseball field? Oh, it got destroyed. It, it was it, it was just raining real hard beforehand, so they already had really saturated soils, and then you packed concert crowd into oh, it. Geez. That thing looked like a mud pit by the end of it. <laughs> it, you know, they still had a month left in the season. It rained. Oh, God. <laughs> it rained from like probably the night before at like ten o'clock at night up until like four o'clock in the afternoon just downpour and then it stopped and the they like let people in at like four or five the concert started at seven. that was it was that was episode 19 the montana episode if you guys want to go back and listen to that me and marty made a song oh let's not <laughs> let's not listen to that one <laughs> you know that episode offhand I, I am I'm like 90 percent sure that's it it is a classic <laughs> regarding the cheese demon but yeah, <laughs> I'm having flashbacks to. I a, am uh, as well. I was. Oh, bl- oh, sorry. No, I was gonna say to a Blink One Eighty Two concert I went to out in Hershey, and on the way out, similar. It but we parked in a field and it downpoured the entire concert. And as everyone was leaving, all the cars were getting stuck and just tearing <laughs> up the field trying to get out. Okay, and it wasn't a baseball field, so it wasn't that bad. Those guess, poor but. Amish crops. <laughs> all the corn it's got uh, the juice are talking? you ready <laughs> oh. I don't know anymore let's keep all going right. alright let's close up my songs I don't think I have any more after these two so starting off with the uh, the song Pull the Curtain by Sum 41 mm-hmm. under the album Underclass Hero so speaking of road trips uh, this wasn't like a cross-country road trip or anything, but I was doing a little road trip down to Baltimore, Maryland for a Sum 41 concert to see them live. At the time, this album was being played, and this and there was one other, al- uh, one other song off this album, but uh, my friends and I that we were driving down, we really dug this song a lot, so we were playing this on repeat quite a bit. But the, <laughs> the cra- um, it was also the first time I got a speeding ticket. <laughs> on the way down to the concert, so I got pulled over on the highway. For, There's uh, a memory. Rush, rushing to get down there, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't say if I was listening to this song specifically or not, but it was probably something on that album. Be uh, careful, folks. Yeah. So. There's that. There's memories of that and going to the court date later and trying to get <laughs> it expunged off of my record and all that. Uh, so that was fun. Concert was great. And then uh, we ended up staying at a... My friend Mark. Well, so you guys know Mark and Dan, right? Um, it was their, I think it was their aunt had a house there. So we like showed up at like eleven thirty at night. She's like, "Oh, we can make you some lunch meat sandwiches, and <laughs> you have a room to stay in." So like we went there, we ate like a lunch meat sandwich, stayed overnight, woke up and like left basically, <laughs> almost like right after we woke up and they woke up. So like we didn't even get a chance to like talk to them or say thank you really. 
it was like the bare, the bare minimum, you know, um, just like crashing in a house for free and that was it for the night. But yeah, fun times. The, uh, <laughs> so the next song I have is Restless Heart Syndrome. Well, hang on, hang on. I oh, I got a comment okay. on Sum 41. Oh, okay. I, I had stopped listening to Sum 41. I think it was off of, um, I forget the album cover. It had like the orange guy on it, like kind of pointing at like a head injury. And oh yeah, it does this look infected? I I didn't even think they made another album after that. And no, they've made like so, five of them since. So then. like this got me to look up the discography of them. So mm-hmm. thank you, Tom, for bringing back that uh that oh kind God. of band that, missing... that fell off my radar. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know what exactly happened. Well, I guess Underclass Hero only came out like three years afterwards. I'm looking on. Uh, their discography on Spotify right now. He divorced Avril Lavigne, and so he had new material. That's right. I and remember that, that power yeah. couple. Uh, that yeah, was, that was as Canadian pop punk power couple as you could get. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I think that was, was shortly God. after Underclass Hero or right before it, because there's a song that came off of this that has the exact same uh, melody as Skater Boy. <laughs> It's very interesting. I, I don't love remember that. I don't remember it, but we'll have to, I'll have to pull it up and show you off air. Um, <laughs> but the the album Chuck. I mean, you guys seem to like metal a lot, right? Yeah. Um, I would say some forty one always had like a pop punk, but also like a metal side. In a in a way, like I mean, you guys might not consider it metal. Maybe I'm considering it metal, but I would say Chuck is probably like their hardest album in terms of that. So if you're saying you missed that entire right. album entirely, you should go listen to it. They no, they I'm definitely looking up the discography. <laughs> they definitely had influences to like eighties hair rock metal. And you could tell with uh I forget the joke song that they had off the first album, where that was very much an influence. They had some like rap influence too. Like it Beastie was a, Boys almost. It was a weird time. Kid rock. Yeah. It was a weird time. It was a weird time. They're they're they're, they're Canadian, like they're Canadian <laughs> punk band. Like they they put on such a good show live though. And I they got I brown. It. They got brown sound back in the band. The oh, it was the like bassist, the metal guitar. No, the metal guitarist, the the one that would shred. Oh he yes. Was, so he's back in the band, and they have a new album, actually a dual album, supposed to come out over the next year or whatever. The bassist Heaven and Hell. The bassist was the skinny gonna be white a lot guy. More yeah, cone, <laughs> and I think uh, <laughs> I, something with an ice cream cone. I don't know the full backstory of why that's his name, and I couldn't even tell you his actual name. Um, but heaven, I think, is supposed to be a lot more pop punk, and hell is supposed to be a lot more metal. I do awesome. remember. So I'm I'm interested to hear. Yeah, it. I remember yeah. watching the video for In Too Deep, and a couple of my high school friends at the time. I mean, like we we're all watching music videos. I was kind of like at the the end of the heyday of music videos and into deep came out and they were like watching that guitar riff in there as he like, he's elevating out of the pool in oh, there. Yeah, it yeah. was like, all right, that guy, that guy is really good. And I, I didn't play <laughs> music at all, but I was like, that guy's good. But everybody else was like, this is amazing. It was so glad he's back. If I had to guess, if I had to guess that's Brown sound. Yeah. If it's I mean, any kind of really like shredding guitar lick. I don't know. That's that's brown. Sound. I still listen to Into Deep. I that's a great song. Dave. It's a great, they, it's a great song. Yeah. All right. Moving that, on. That whole album is yeah. So moving on, 
We're going to go with Restless Heart Syndrome by Green Day on their album 21st Century Breakdown. So Green Day always had like a, a special place in my music library because growing up I would have like I have memories of driving around with my dad and like Brain Stew or Longview coming on the radio and like my dad getting into it like drumming on the dashboard of his truck as we're driving around for Longview for the uh the drum going into the chorus and little stuff like that so uh Green Day got really big back in the mid 90s let's say right so 94 is when Dookie came out so I was pretty young at the time right didn't really listen to green day as they were like exploding in popularity outside of uh radio hits here and there um didn't really listen to music in general either <laughs> uh, but fast forward to high school i got really big into green day um started like picking up all their albums and songs downloading them off like napster and stuff and then burning like cds playing them in a car and then American Idiot came out, and that's when they, like, exploded and got huge again. Like, popularity blew up. Um, fast forward a couple years, they put out this album, 21st Century Breakdown. And uh, at the time, I was mentioning this to... I don't know if this was actually recorded uh, last week or two weeks, whatever this was. I was talking to Hannah about this. Um, I got a new car around the same time that this album came out, and... Even though older stereo systems could have done this, I think there's the interlude oh, in this yeah. song, and I thought it was the coolest thing that part of the interlude they go and they change it so it's like there's sound coming out the left side, there's sound coming out the right side, and then mm-hmm. like balance it, it bounces. But we call that stereo talk. Yeah, exactly. So any car could have done this, <laughs> but I thought my car sounded really good in it. <laughs> <laughs> And having never really listened to music other than a shitty old car that I had before this, um, it just sounded good. <laughs> good and this for you. album, I just really enjoyed it. It was the, I'm pretty sure it was after this album came out, Green Day went on a tour, and that was the first time I saw them live playing this album. So it's just uh, some memories, mostly off the car playing thing and driving into <laughs> Sony, listening to them. There was another uh, song off this album. I think it was called Horseshoes and Hand Grenades that I used to listen to that and this song a lot. But yeah, awesome. That was they're, they're my favorite band to go see live. And probably if I had to pick a band that would be my favorite band, that'd be Green Day. So means a lot. I went uh, hipster asshole. And I was like, after American Idiot came out, I was like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Dookie, though. Great album. Oh, my it's God. It's all brand Hannah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm not going to say that all their music's, like, top-notch or anything. And the newer stuff, like, definitely has tailed off a little bit. But, I mean, they still play the older songs at the, the concerts. And the reason I love seeing them so much is you go and they almost have, like, two different set lists in a way. Like, they'll they'll split it up and they'll play for, like, two and a half hours, three hours long. Just full of, like, old hits, new hits. But then they'll also throw like little songs that you basically have never heard of before, unless you're like a true Green Day fan. Listen to like the B sides of the albums and stuff. Oh, Gatekeeper! <laughs> you as, know what? as a big as a big fan of the band, that's what I want to listen to when I go to their concerts. Uh, I want to I hear songs <laughs> that you don't normally hear. Hey, I I remember in high school, International Super Hits came out, um, and that was kind of like their way, like their waning kind of a little bit, because um, Minority. It was it was big, but that it was, wasn't. That was probably the last like 
hit it w- until American Idiot. Right. And so Minority came out and they went into a lull. Mm-hmm. And you typically don't release like a, a greatest hits album unless you're like kind of on your way out. But, yeah. And I remember in high school, kind of similar to you, um, getting that album. And it just like that international super hits like when you're when you're buying having to buy CDs, you could have to like pick and choose which albums you get. So getting the super hits like I listen to the crap out of that one. Um so I'm with yeah. you with the older stuff. Like Redundant is one of my favorites. Um, like oh, yeah. there's just um, a Jar, J-A-R. So that, yeah, so Jar is one of, it's probably top five Green Day song for me. And, and that only came on International Super. Yeah, you couldn't get it. I forget. It was off the movie Angus, right? Um, was it? Yeah. And that, I, that song, I don't know if you movie? know. Not to like sidetrack this entire what we're doing here tonight. <laughs> this whole thing's a sidetrack. <laughs> it's a B side. This podcast is. Yeah, I don't. B-side I don't know if you track. know the meaning behind that song, but it's like that's that cuts deep to the. I can imagine to the band, but it's uh, it's about. I'm pretty sure it was written by Mike Durant, the bassist. Mm-hmm. So it's not even like a song that would be typically written by Green Day. Like usually, as far as I know, um. Billy Joe writes them all, right? The lead singer, guitarist. And so Mike Durnt wrote this song, and it's about a friend of his that, uh, I guess, I, I don't know if he committed I think suicide, he, yeah, he passed away. drug overdose, whatever it is. He died, or, or like, very young. And the whole album, or the whole song is basically like, am I living life to the fullest? If And um, what's the, there's there's the outro to that is, um, it hits, it hits It hard. does. Um, Fuck, what is it? I'm looking it up right oh, now. Gosh, but gotta it's, make a plan. Gotta do well, what's right. right. Can't run around in circles if you want to build a life. But I don't want to make a plan for a oh. day far away. While I'm young, I'm while I'm able. All, all I want to do is play. Yeah, that's that's not. But what you they don't say do. they don't say play. Yeah, they don't. Um, so I so I get you. Like the old stuff, it just it hits you. And then I think after American Idiot, and to Hannah's point where like they they were like ah that's when they added the fourth member it's not three anymore it's always been three they at they asked him to join yeah so jason white did not want to join so he said no it's a three-piece band but he's a permanent touring member he's he's on albums so it's it's weird and it's weird and it's but i i agree with you like still the american idiot album is great but it, it definitely marks a turning point in their sound comparatively yeah. um you can i want to say it's more produced but it, anywho that's but 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 what's her name <sighs> fucking phenomenal yeah. song no it's great i i still like jesus of, of suburbia the yeah seven that, or nine that whole album. like it's great um yeah homecoming so, even longer there we go all right we gotta <laughs> we gotta continue yeah Tom, let's, Tom. let's move on all right next one right maker <laughs> oh uh, by Tech Nine. Yes. Snug. Oh yeah, this is fun as shit. <laughs> Snug Brim. Yes. Scatterman. The Scatman. Um, <laughs> the album ever ready. I support this pick a hundred percent. So this is my pick. I'm just started? now realizing this is a Marty song. I thought this is Neil's. <laughs> um. So I I I went to WSU and it's. It is a football school, and I typically went 
I went in what's often regarded as the worst years of Cougar football. And there's we can blame you for that. There's, there's a saying: win or lose, we still booze. Um, <laughs> and we lost a lot. But with that, um, specifically when I when I lived in college um, after my my freshman year, I moved out to apartment land, and in there, the guys above me were also f- who lived in the apartment above me. I should say, um, I went to high school with with them a little bit tangential, tangentially. Uh, can't uh, anywho, can't pronounce things right now. You went to college. You can't say big words. It's fine. Um, and I'm there. two beers in, and I need another one. Uh, but with that, um, this <laughs> song, like, so we just had a playlist of what was going on for you know, like big pop songs of the time that were like stadium anthems, right? That you would listen to and um, get rowdy to, and that would kick off your Cougar football Saturday drinking at you know six to eight in the morning and this is it like this this is the quintessential one um there's a few others that are like remixes and other things that i would put but like this one just in particular like this one stayed through all four years it like that i was in apartment in those apartments and the other ones came in and out they like out of rotation but this one never left it's a staple and to this day like still gonna like get rowdy or anything like it's there it's on it so um am i right maker no but the song gets me in the mood too. like think that i'm still gonna uh you know throw down but i i don't so <laughs> i feel like there's there's stories in there somewhere that you're just being but i mean i mean to be fair so if I had this song, it'd be on my high school playlist because I'd come up when I was a high schooler and I'd be listening to this. And so, I, I mean, uh, underage serving there, Marty, right, Maker? I was not in my apartment. <laughs> underage. <laughs> <laughs> I served nothing. <laughs> um, Fair. So, so with that, I mean, it, it, it's in there. Like we would, we would bump this, and like we'd shake the apartment complex. And it was lucky, lucky that you know we controlled almost like half of it. So, um, you know, we'd always complain about that asshole who lived downstairs. He's gonna call, call a noise complaint on us. But um, <laughs> you gotta teach him a lesson. <laughs> so it, it was just one of the, so it, it, it's it's a good like just amp yourself up song that's really all this one is right maker by tech nine um tech and tech can't go to samoa because they'll they'll riot so <laughs> all right got this next one called roads by portishead on the album dummy neil put this one up this one couldn't be further from the previous song <laughs> um, <laughs> this, is, this in, is in the perfect list in yeah, terms right of here. general vibe and, and sound and, and emotions that it evokes um it's the exact opposite um yeah roads for me was just a it was at a time in my life when um i was in a relationship um like living with somebody just before college I kind of did like a year of college when I was living with someone who I was in a relationship with so um I had like this close-knit group of friends and we were just it was kind of it was a very dark period of my life in many ways um but Rhodes is 
kind of like an anth- almost a prayer for me um, as a song. The lyrics, the meaning, um, just, I mean, regardless of my feelings about it, it's a trip hop. Like, you know, Porter's Head, they were like one of the pioneers of trip hop in like the, the mid 90s. But I didn't really get exposed to that until I until sort of like maybe late 90s and 98, 99. Um, but no, um, I just was high a lot when I like a lot a lot a lot um (laughs) and porter's head was uh the album was just phenomenal but this particular song um and that album at the time was you know well actually a year or two prior was was huge um so yeah i I mean i don't know it's not uh, it's not a riot maker There are abrupt tone shifts in this playlist, There's guys. an extreme tone shift with that one. Because there are abrupt emotional tone yeah. shifts. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I love that song. It's very, it's very um, beautiful. That's, that's the way I would describe it. And lonely. It's a beautiful, lonely song. Um, again, not right maker. Are you saying right maker's not beautiful? It's beautiful in the right making way. <laughs> I don't feel lonely listening to it, though. I'll tell you that much. You see him all in the house tonight. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, uh, Wow. (laughs) Are you ready for this next one? I I am ready. Uh, All right. We got Runaway by Three Doors Down on their self-titled album. uh, Yeah. Three Doors Down. So uh, I've always liked Three Doors Down. Uh, going back to uh, when Kryptonite came out, I came out that came out when I was in what middle school or yeah, I think middle school. Um, so it's always been one of those bands that I've just really enjoyed and everything. And this song, this album came out when I was in high school or not in high school in college, and I was working at a tree farm and I was doing entomology stuff. And again, it was kind of in that time frame where I didn't know if I was going to be able to play frisbee anymore. Um, kind of this existential um, thing of what I was looking for. And I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. Um, again, didn't know if I want to continue with college. And so, um, and Andrew can kind of knows this time frame because this is about the same time as the lemonade story um, and, and the girl. Then everyone, everyone, knows that's right. That everyone, story. everyone, I think you've told uh, that story. Yeah. And so with that, um, it was me kind of looking, this song kind of encapsulate me, me kind of looking for a reason to just like up and leave just any reason to just take whatever I've been doing and go somewhere else to just really find my own place in my own way. Like I went to school two hours away from home and I moved back home, right back, back to town. And so I've never like left the bubble of eastern washington and this song just really kind of encapsulated it i mean looking back at the lyrics it's uh do you ever think about not coming back hopping on a train and we'll burn up the tracks we'll jump off somewhere that we don't know um that we don't know how to say maybe we'll let you ride with someone who can tell us the way um to where things might change for good so again it was like not happy with my situation but knowing that i like kind of daring myself to just take a leap go somewhere else and figuring it out so um it it resonated with me in that capacity so that's why it's on there i was surprised to see three doors down on there 
Cause yeah, like 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 you said, it was like I don't know, middle school, high school when they were big in my mind. I didn't know they had stuff that came out later, but I just never followed them. And this one, this album came out. It had um uh, the radio, the local radio station that Andrew and I would have listened to um, growing up. They played this a lot, like our a song on there called "Train," which like it, it's kind of one of those uh, American like soldier like amp songs um kind of thing so like it's where that album sits uh, a little bit but anywho moving on unless there's other comments moving on we got, looks we thoroughly to, we we got we're on the we're on the final stretch now okay we, we got the final 10 we're starting it off with safe from harm by massive attack we got we Neil have 10 up. left we got nine left four we we got four Neil we're songs. We're nearly there. We can 40, get through it quick. This is 41. Th- that's we're really fine. fun. We I just need to grab another beer. I, we I won't do too. But we got so, four of them from Neil coming up. Um, Safe oh, really? from Harm. <laughs> and I, love from Safe, I love Safe from Harm. Safe from Harm is a... Um, I mean, again, not to repeat the point, but... Um, it's not right, Maker. All of these um, songs were at a certain time in my life when I was just basically high 24 hours a day. Um, <laughs> and... Hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> what? No, we're still on. <laughs> what? No, this is the podcast. You're now in the podcast. Yeah. Say hi to the world. You might as well, yeah. Say hi to, to our million hi. listeners. Say it, though. No, I'm not liking it. We have a million okay. listeners. We can cut that out. Does he not believe us? We're not going to cut that out. I know he doesn't believe it. Because That's messed up. He's eight. He knows. He, he knows, knows who his, his father shit. is. <laughs> he and knows like... shit. <laughs> yeah, he knows I ain't got a, a million listeners hanging out. Does, it, does he think you're lying about being high all the time, though? Or being I never tell him that. Him? That's the yeah. first time he's probably heard that. <laughs> but to be fair, I don't think he really, really pays attention. Which is one of the good things about kids. They don't pay attention. So when you say dumb shit, they don't pay attention. That's good. Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> that song, um, same period, so not to, you know, kind of, you know, not to just keep repeating them, um, but that, that song was the opposite of the previous one I mentioned, where actually that was, um, that was a song that was like a super, uh, a very uplifting song, it starts in a very, it's a very funky um, entry, um, the lyrics are great, um, just love that song, we, it was kind of a song that um sort of began my college days it was like very early college days so a lot of a lot of fresh um you know um a lot of potential a lot of kind of like that clint eastwood song that was on before from the gorillas around that sort of time like lots of potential lots of um lots of newness um you know that 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 whole like you know it's a, a period of rebirth the end of something you finish high school um and you suddenly like in my case um you kind of go like because i had a little bit of a different transition into college where i had two years off and i went and worked a job and worked in retail and all that so i kind of got a a little bit of a taste of just like normal life before jumping straight from you know school to college academia and that was um you gave me different perspective um and a lot more freedom as well in a way because i wasn't forced into the college lifestyle I, I became friends with people that were of more varying ages. So I'd like, you know, friends with older people, like maybe eight, ten years old. Um, and that was very enlightening. And that was, you know, just, just great, great, great times. Um, and 
you know, just good, good song. Love it. Good, very um, thoughtful song. Very thoughtful song. And at, you know, of the time, that's when Massive Attack were. Um, that was like the second album, I think. That was not the first one. Uh, uh, that would have been um, Protection, I think. But um, yeah, liked it. I never, I never heard this band before, but I really like the song. Yeah, they 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 st- they made a lot of albums, but the first album, Blue Lines, was um, much more um, much more hip hop, scratchy, and then. Um, their second album, much they were one similar to Porter's Head, kind of an early trip hop pioneers. Lots of crossovers with Tricky. I don't know if you know Tricky, um, but yeah, they 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 were good. They they it's a cool song. What's the sorry? What's the album this is off of? I think because this is saying singles collection, but I think it's just based I, off of what was picked uh, on Spotify. I think Safe from Harm is from the album Protection. Um, Protection. I'll double okay. check, but yeah. Okay. And the, if it wasn't, it would have been a no. It was definitely protection. Blue lines was the one before that. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but all of those groups came from like the early nineties, like from the Bristol, um, the early Bristol uh, house scene, and then house sort of transitioned into like that's when you started seeing like drum and bass and um, hip hop or trip hop. And um, and in my uh, my high school days, like was more I was more into Britpop, so much more you know, yeah, Britpop, like Oasis and shit like that. Um, but then this sort of period of my life was was different. Yeah, I like the uh, the bass that's played throughout it too. The bass on nice. Massive Attack, they have an ama- it's an amazing bass. Yeah, they have some great bass. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. A good riff. Yeah, it's just yeah. Right. Next one up is uh, Sing It Again. That's Beck. me again. So yep, this that's Neil this, again under the album Mutations. This is Beck, featured. right? So I don't know if you guys like Beck, um, but he's Beck, very. He's great. One, I've uh, listened the, to more Beck since I've met you than I ever have in my life. Beck is honestly like not. My, I'm not saying this. I mean, I'm an, I'm nobody, right? But one of the most accomplished musicians in the last century. He's an amazing musician. He can play like thirteen different instruments, and all of everything. his albums, everything he's ever produced. The, the the thing about Beck is, is so eclectic that um, there's something out there that, for Beck of Beck's that everyone just loves. But then they he'll create a sound, you'll love it, and then he'll release a new album in two years, and you're like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> like worse than Radiohead ever were. Like just like completely, just totally different. So experimental, and "Sing It Again" was on his Mutations album, and um, that was his most bluesy album that that he did. Um, and Beck lyrics, you know, the like there's websites out there where you can just like press a button and it will generate lyrics like Beck wrote them because they're just so <laughs> just so bizarre. Um, but I love this song, the the harmonica in this song, and the the the, the acoustic guitar. The, the solos, it has an acoustic solo and a harmonica solo. Um, and then, again, awesome, brilliant back It's very dep- depressing song, but very bluesy. Like, just love it. I love that song. So, such good music. I mean, there's no, like, the story is the same story. I was high, but um, <laughs> but, but, but the song is, is, it speaks to me. So, I just love that song. Really great song. I think if you ask people what their favorite mutation songs were, this would not necessarily be the one that they would pick 
um, an album. I mean, it's not an album you'd listen to. I mean, it is, but it's just I'm better high. Plays. It's just better high. All the music <laughs> I put on there is better when high. Not that all music That's... isn't better when high, because it is, but specifically you, meant for being high. Yeah. I'm like, gonna say that's what I said when I listened to your tracks. I was like, I feel the mood here. Yeah. Like it's a very be... specific mood and yeah, you nailed that it. Was, that was that period in my life. That's just mm-hmm. what that was. That's just what I was doing at that time. Um I wanna sit in a room next, with next Neil and make a smoking playlist if we were still doing that. Yeah. Like exactly. I would it would be good like, times. Yeah, it, and that's what that was for me back then. Yeah. Mutations is a great album. Um you don't have. It's not a have to listen to. I mean, it's a great album. Um, although, if you if you're less into the bluesy, the next album that Beck released was so far removed. Like it was absolute pure funk. Is it? So colors? you go from you go from this deep bluesy couch inertia high, just crazy, just like whatever you know, sound to funky. Like Beck is interesting. Um, for sure, my my first uh, my first song that I listen to or that I that I know Beck from is Epro. Um, I don't know, yeah. I know that one. Yeah. Do you know, you don't know that one? Oh, Epro. Epro is solid. Epro. It's under the Garo. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Garo. Okay. Yeah. It's the the first song off that album. Looking on uh, Spotify's playlist here, and Grenica? that song is way different. So I thought. This is just like the Guernica. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Guernica. G U E. G U E R O. R. Yeah, that, that in there too. Yeah. So. But anyway, so what I was, uh, was going to say is the first song I ever listened to by Beck was that song. So I thought, well, that, I must, was... be this, that must be the sound Beck makes. So I go on to uh, like listen yeah. to other songs of his and I'm like, well, fuck this. No. I don't even, I don't even know what, like, who this guy is and then like but but to go through his discography and listen to all these different singles that you would have picked out and heard like over the years yeah i mean he is all over the place and he's so talented so eclectic and so talented yeah mm-hmm. yeah and again so but the weird thing about that is is that it to his in terms of popular you know culture i guess like everybody there's people that love their great but unlike a lot of bands and things that have sort of evolved their sound and kept their fan base or just stuck to their sound and kept their fan base, Beck's like, nah, fuck that. I'm just going to do a jazz album, a funk album, a blues album, um, a rock album, a grunge album. And he just doesn't. And then everybody's just like, I don't like you anymore because I like that album. But now I don't like those other five albums you created. But they're all amazing. He's just, it's just Beck. He just doesn't care. That's good. Too good for his I mean, own you, good. You kind of want an artist just to do what they. He's like just an do. artist. He just does what he that's, does. Because yeah. that's how you're going to get the best out of that artist themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether it's a solo guy or. Right. It's or like a director a that would only create, you know, crime like like a Scorsese who just creates gangster movies, and you know, versus a director that might that's just do all kinds true. of movies. That's not strictly true. That was a bad analogy. I knew you. Would, I, the moment I said it, I knew that Marty was going to jump down my fucking throat. And he did. Hi, Owen. Good timing. <laughs> That's two out of two for you. High five. What do you mean? I don't get it. Both times you walked in, I was saying inappropriate things. And in between, I wasn't, really. <laughs> <laughs> you just know how to do it. Good job. Sorry, guys. 
<laughs> Isn't he supposed to be in bed? Yes, I told him to go to bed, and now he's not. <laughs> Neil, I, I completely, he's waiting. To, I completely he's waiting agree to play with you. That's why Beck is Beck is very eclectic. Each album is completely different, and there is, I would say, he almost gets better with each album. Like, and he won a Grammy, I think, for Dreams or Colors, the album Colors. I think he won. Like that was a good, solid album. Mm-hmm. But I think again, like you can be a Beck. Like I'm not, I'm not like a big Beck fan. Because a lot of his albums just don't speak to me. But that particular album really did speak to me a lot. So I loved it. Just kind of, it's like, it, it's almost a Marty album to me. It's a it's a porch, it's a porch sitting album. That's what that is. Like that whole album. I wanted is, to know where you were going with that. It's sitting on too. the porch. That is a sitting on the porch, <laughs> sipping, sipping whiskey album. Like total great. Like modern blues with some weird, you know, fuck back. Electronic <laughs> twist to it. It's, it's nice. All right, I, I I will do that. Um, after I'm done house sitting, I will I will let you know how that goes. You also got to talk about this next song, uh, Marty. Soul meets body by Death Cab for Cutie under the album plans. You know, looking back at my ten songs, this would be the one that I would want to like change. Why but you can't. I can't. Yeah. Um, but. Like this one is like death. Death Cab was was huge. It was in the middle of um, this uh, soft emo trend, right? That was going on. So you had like the Postal Service. You had Death Cab. Um, the OC again was still on TV. Um, still haven't seen it. Still like, good, guys. Um, <laughs> like, and this particularly like. Translat Translanticism that album like I I remember freshman year in um walked over to my buddy's dorms honors hall and we we're sitting there we we're trying to figure out what to do right in the evening and we were Saturday night in the fall and like Saturday Night Live is on we can't figure out what to do so we turn on Saturday Night Live and Death Cab is playing and they played this song. And crooked teeth, and I was hooked. I get, I, I, I was like, I'm, I'm gonna go check, check it out. Um, the album, and then they ended up playing Walla Walla. Um, coming, coming back. So, it was just the band that kind of was everywhere at the time, and just really encapsulated, um, you know, the transition from that pop punk emo to that softer acoustic, um, style that really took hold and i just found myself listening to a lot of it my freshman and sophomore year like they're they're a good band it's just not one that like i would say but it was like looking back and trying to figure out like what to put on there it was just one that was like yeah i listened to the heck out of this for a long time but um that that's kind of it so I, I would almost change it but i can't so you can't though i can't <laughs> So we have rules, but I mean, I like I have good memories and good association to it as well. So it's not like I hate the song. Like I still like so many parties. Good song. Like I, I just think it's hard for anyone to pick ten songs and stick with it. I'm sure if we made this list today, we'd have ten different songs. You know, fifty entirely different yeah. songs. I think mine would stay very similar. To be honest, 
Okay, well, Hannah, <laughs> yeah. whatever. What? But, you know, you, you know, you say that, Andrew, because after doing this, I went back and started listening to Hannah League again. And then you see everything that we put in Hannah League, and I was like, oh, yeah, I could have added that song to the list. Oh, that one. Oh, it's just like yeah. 26 hours and uh-huh. 30 hours of music. But Marty, that Death Cab for Cutie for me was like not the same vibe as, as you would have had because I was older, but my wife got me into that whole genre of every, like the whole postal service, Death Cab for Cutie, all that stuff. I'd never. Which, it's the same. Was. It's the same guy. What Ben Nelson? I think is his oh, name. Oh, is it? Is it? Yeah, yeah but, but all no, that no, Ben Gibbard. Ben Gibbard. Ben Gibbard. Yeah. Yeah. And and I love that stuff. Like it's great, uh, really enjoyable sound. Um, which is good music, right? Because when you come to music out of its time and it's still good, you know it's good. But if you have to be in the time, not that it's bad, but maybe it doesn't stand up, right? I don't know if that's true because I've been listening to emo that I never listened to when I was in college and still loving it. <laughs> and it's not great, but I'm having a well, great time. Well, that's because you're sort of stuck in time, Hannah. You're like in time I am world. stuck in time. <laughs> so- I'm committed. I'm going back to my emo roots. So who I am. Did you ever leave them? No, but I like I tried <laughs> to leave them a little bit style wise, but no, that's that's who I am. The music's too good. It's so fucking it good. <laughs> and I could sneak into a metal show pretty easily with my emo vibe. I don't have the weird bangs or anything. I don't do that bullshit. I'm not a scene kid. Unless you go back to that. I or never have you, have you ever I been never that? I never was that. Oh, okay. I mean you like I'm, what you like. I'm right? too I'm too lazy. I don't want to do all that work to like <laughs> fix my hair and put the makeup on. I'm like, nah, bruh. I'm you know, just put the shirt on and go yeah. outside and look, pants. Looking but... back at it, the the kids that would like wear <laughs> and like dress up, have makeup and like paint all their nails and like uh, eyeliner, mascara, like at six in the morning to get ready for school every day. Like, Fuck no, I was t- rolling I out know. of bed five minutes before much. I had to go to school. Basically, nah, yeah. Not a morning person. Never been. Never will be, it seems like. You must have been waking up at like 5 o'clock, 4.30 to do all that, I feel like. Tom, Tom, you're missing the secret. They didn't go to bed, and they'd fall asleep in class. Uh, I don't know about that. They'd be up all night. They'd be talking on ICQ, MSN chat, whatever else. AOL? AIM? I I don't know. MSN! But that's, that's what they would do, and then they would, you know... Not do the homework. They'd stay up all night. Their makeup would be done as they listen to all the all the punk in the in the scene stuff, and then they would um, then they would go to school, and then they would fall asleep in class. That's what they would do. That's a I will say I do go to sleep wearing my eyeliner, and then go out the next morning in the same eyeliner. So maybe you just put it on the night before. I don't care very much. Then you're ready to go the next morning, and you get the look. That smoky eye. Or you just smoke. Right. Yeah, I, well, you can do both. You can trust me, Marty. You can do both. <laughs> All right, moving on. We got we got a, a home stretch. Six song. Six, six songs. Well, no, a little bit more. Marty, seven. you're not driving this. Seven. Stop. We're almost seven. I don't know what number we we're on. Seven left. Neil's okay. up next with stem slash long stem. Oh, it's me again. Oh, DJ D- Shadow. DJ Shadow. Yeah, yeah. So DJ Shadow was kind of like again. Hi. Um, but DJ Shadow is when we when we would go out and um, do cool like go to clubs and stuff. But we wouldn't go to you know dance clubs. We would go to clubs where you could get high, um, and we'd 
DJ Shadow's like a slight instrumental hip hop um, vibe. This particular song um, is just a banging song. It's just very, uh, it's a very, uh, again, not to keep using the same word, but a very eclectic song. It has a lot of cool samples in it. Um, has really good uh, drum beat build, like build up and a kind of an aggressive, an aggressive um, drum. Uh, well, I don't know what the musical word would be for that, but like sections. Um, and then it kind of goes into this weird, like almost like War of the Worlds esque um, narrative of some guy talking about being put in prison. It's really weird. Um, again, great stuff when you're high and you really want to get that paranoia <laughs> going and you really want to be like, "What the fuck?" Like I'm losing my mind, kind of feeling. Um, but but also instrumentally, really great. Um, just love it. It's just a good song. I, I like it a lot. Um, also associate with skating a lot. Um, great skating song. Um, for me personally, um, and yeah, good album. Introducing is the album. Um, the rest of this album isn't necessarily like you. It's you should check it out if you're interested in that particular song. You should check out the album because um, there's a lot more to be had. Um, and this is more, much more. Uh, um, it's maybe a bit more experimental on the album, um, but the rest of the album is still very, very good. Um, so yeah. That's that. <laughs> Listeners, imagine yeah. Neil telling that story with his son just dancing back and forth oh, behind him the whole time. He is behind me in his he's pajamas. He's in his pajamas and shoving his face into me. He's yeah, like, yeah. All, I, all I see is the kid from Euro Trip just like doing stuff behind <laughs> his dad. Like that's all I see. Uh-huh. <laughs> it just adds a, a. He's having very, a good a charm. Uh, it adds charm. Supervised time. He's having fun. Like. He's having a good time. He's, he's unmonitored. He's having a good time. No one is around. I think that's why he came in here and just like, he's bored, basically. He's, I'm Dad's doing his boring podcast. Well, he wants to play so. a Scriblio, but we're <laughs> yeah. not there yet. We yeah. have a bunch of songs. Right. That's what it is. Yep. All right. Well, yeah. so moving on for Hannah's next one is Still Searching by Senses Fail. Um, the album self ser- uh, Still Searching. Um, This was... I might say a life-changing song. I think I would have figured out eventually, like, the words to describe that I was depressed and had anxiety problems, but I didn't know what it was for a long time. And I went to, like, Adventist school. I'm going to just lump them all together. Not great at the mental health. Um, And I remember listening to this song, and there's a line in there where he's like, something about how he can't leave the house without the help of a doctor or something and i'm like oh i can't leave my house maybe that's weird um it was it still is it's still a problem i i sort of struggle with a lot but like this song is the one where i'm like i sh- maybe this song is about taking medication for your mental illness and it's a little ambivalent about whether the guy is thank you buddy nielsen for this but like whether he's happy about it or not but i was like maybe i could be better took a long time to be better because I had to go through student health care, whatever. But there's a lot of a lot of lyrics in this song still speak to me. Um, there's something in there about how I hope my mother and father still think they raised a healthy boy. And I'm like, I never want my parents to know anything about anything that I struggle with mentally. Like, I, I want them to think I'm doing fine. Don't worry about it. Um, and then there's another one that I take a pill every day just still with life i'm like now i take seven 
It's been like 20 years. Now I take seven. But like, Your parents don't know that? Uh, not really. Oh, wow. Um, when did you start taking medication? College, because I started having okay. panic attacks, and I couldn't, okay. I couldn't leave my so house. So old, en- old enough not to have to have your old parents. Old enough not. Um, I, I have read, yeah. reading my high school journals. Oh, I was depressed in high school too, but I didn't know what it was, and there was mm-hmm. no word for it. No one ever talked about it. Um, and so I don't know. This song still really speaks to me. I know Buddy Nelson, the lead singer, the lyrics of this is ambivalent about the fact that. He'll probably be taking medication for the rest of his life, but at this point, I'm like, I'll be taking medication for the rest of my life, and that's fine, because then I can at least have well, a life. The, the, there's the line in there where it's like, you know, I'm not the same kid I was when I was younger. I just thought you should know. So it's like coming clean about it too. I didn't follow that part, but yes, he did. Yeah, he was had a better relationship. I'm just with bringing new insights is bad, to you with, with your but, song. But I've I've. I've listened oh, to that listened quite to a bit. Fair bit. Andrew, Andrew, Andrew's very deep. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, that's pretty... He catches that's, things. It, it's a very important song for me. I would yeah. have figured it out eventually that I was not doing good, but like this actually helped me be like, oh, I'm not doing good. So There's nothing wrong with that. No, know. and I'm... I'm I still listen to the song. I still love this song. The breakdown at the end where he's like talking to his doctor. I fucking love that breakdown. I I have different feelings about it now since I've been managing my mental illness for so long that I'm like, you know what meds? I had a lot of, I had, a, I had a lot of trouble going on meds for a while. Um, and I've got to the place where I'm like, no, you know, it's fine. Like you wouldn't be mad at yourself if you had cancer, so you couldn't be mad at yourself that your brain's not making the right number of chemicals I mean, or something. Mental health is just an uh, you know doesn't get it's, the same um, respect that it physical health does. Just and it's fact. hard to, as a person suffering from depression and mental health, it's it's really hard to take care of yourself. Oh yeah, because your brain's affects, already fucking yeah. yeah. By definition, like you're all fucked up. So like and, I and feel the like hearing about, the song helped. Yeah, yeah. I mean, music can speak to you in that way. Yeah. And so. hearing hearing what somebody else is going through because music could be very emotional too, and very oh, yeah. personal to another person. So having that, um, you know, kind of seeing that somebody else is going through the same thing that you are or something similar, you know, it's just it it kind of helps you out. And lyrics are pretty important to me i think you'll be able to tell from my thing i like an intensity to my music but i like a lyric that speaks to me as well and so this song really does that's the weird thing about songs too and just music in general people can listen at a very basic level and just like say hey that's a catchy tune and you could have songs that have catchy tunes but are like very depressing lyrics yeah but no or, one listens to or it. Or the complete opposite. And it could be a very happy tune and be like, I want to kill every single person I see. You right. know? That's like pumped up kicks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. that's that's the classic modern example. Of it that. is. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's it's it, I hey, mean, yeah. it can But I, I would say that comes down to like listeners in general. Like there are people that listen to music in the surface level and then there's your crazy music audiophiles and musicians themselves, right? And I don't like Tom. As a, you know, you play an instrument, so you, you I, must I hear. Lis- you I must... bet I listen to music different 
than everyone else. I 100% I, think I, you I do. Focus, I focus more on like bass stuff, like exactly. bass licks, and right. I'll listen to, to lyrics sometimes, you know, of songs, but it's maybe not like the first thing I hear. It's as I listen to it more. So it's like I get an appreciation on songs and music the more I listen to it rather than just the first time listening to it. Which I'm sure everyone gets a more of an appreciation that way, but it's just like it's what you it listen to, what you hear first yeah. in a song would be different for probably all of us. Yep. Because reality everyone, only exists in your brain. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, brand new is my favorite <laughs> band, but Senses Fail is probably number two. Partially because of this album. That's a pretty that was uh yeah, it's a deep serious. song. It's a deep song for you. Deep song. Well, mine are all kind of like emo serious, so it's okay. Don't worry. I mean, most of mine are emo serious, <laughs> and I want to like break people's hearts. But this one, I was like, oh shit, <laughs> whatever. Well, Neil, your uh, final one to close it off for you is "Sulk" by Radiohead, which is not, which is not serious. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's Radiohead, early Radiohead, so it's a little bit emo. Um, we can't escape that. Um, the reason I like this song is. This in this whole genre of music, this was less so high. This is less of a high high time. This was at the beginning, kind of a high school to college transition. Um, it was when I had gotten a job selling. Um, I was like working, I guess the U the US equivalent of like a comp USA. I would sell computers to people, retail, you know, try and sell computers to people and printers and shit. Um, back in the late 90s um this song um i was just discovering marijuana and radiohead had just released that uh, this album and radiohead were they were good right their first album was good everybody thought they were decent but they weren't radiohead yet they were nothing they were nowhere near like how, how they became um and then this was even you know like pre-okay computer this was the bends and even to this day like i consider this one of their most just racing songs because it it has such a it has that it has a that that racing guitar um to it and it's kind of like a better version of creep almost like a a more musically accomplished version of creep that's kind of how i see that song um and creep was kind of an anthem for like maybe three years prior um you know at festivals and stuff um and everyone loved it and that's kind of what put them on the map but sulk i love it the lyrics are amazing as a lot of Radiohead lyrics, you know, they're very jarring lyrics. When you really listen, when you really pay attention to the lyrics, kind of what you were just saying, Tom, you're like, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the song, one of the lyrics in Sulk is, uh, what is it? It's um, something about you look the best when you're down on your knees, but you sulk. Because it's all about, it's kind of like, a, um, I think it's a, it's a commentary on... Um, ego um and sulking and um i don't know maybe it's not that's my interpretation <laughs> but anyway it's an awesome song and i love the racing guitar because i've always loved so i've always loved that in in a, in, a, in a kind of an emo like you know emo rock just that racing guitar that goes through all the way through everything else that happens all through the lyrics of everything just that that pure just a visceral just just not gonna stop i guess it's kind of you know so you, you you guys like like metal more than I do, um, but it's it's like a soft, maybe a softer version of that. Um, it's the same idea though. Like the you same idea. Feel yeah. that intensity. Yeah, like... that intensity of yeah yeah that pace. Um, mm-hmm. 
But yeah. oh, the song definitely builds up to it. I always yeah. kind of remember, like the the arpeggio that uh-huh. it starts off with, kind of continues throughout the song. Yeah. And I don't think about the harder parts of the song. I always think about that steady, dun dun. dun yeah, because it's such a catchy like riff, right, at it's, the very beginning. Yeah, and you think of it that way. But when, you, but and again, like I, some songs you appreciate more the more you listen to them. And you eventually hear, you know, level. You hear the different instruments. You hear the different things. And this is one of those songs for me. It's like on first listen, yeah, it's a good song. And then after hearing it a few times and really paying attention to certain aspects of the of the music and the different channels and stuff, you're like, oh shit, that's like. And then you, I don't know. Now and then you'll just catch it. Like again, if you're high and you catch that. If you just catch that instrument, I guess, who's playing that particular instrument, you've never really noticed it before, and suddenly you catch it, and you're like... You'll start honing in on it. It's like, right? oh my god, like, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm, you know, <laughs> fucking Jesus! <laughs> so, it's just a good I, song. It's just a fun, like, good, great Radiohead song, early Radiohead song, like, completely different to their latest stuff, but just good Radiohead rock, great song, loved it, and I could have picked other, other songs off the album, but I... And I was this the same album as Fake Plastic Trees? No, that was OK Computer. That was um, the next. Was one. that OK one, Computer? Okay, ninety-nine percent sure that was the next song. Yeah, um, yeah. The Benz had like um, it was more. You know, they really transitioned from their early like Pablo Honey to Benz, and then OK Computer was what really got the critical acclaim um, until later, like Kid A and, and and Rainbows. In Rainbows was like extraordinarily acclaimed but they're kind of like Beck too right they just went in all their different directions but not like Beck in that at least they evolved whereas Beck didn't evolve Beck just said I'm just doing the fuck I like I don't care I'm just I'm gonna do hip-hop today and funk tomorrow and blues the next day Um, but Radiohead sort of you could see the progression of their musical um, directions and all the different types of instruments and sounds they started to play with electronically Um, but anyway yeah Sulk was a great song Um, just a good just a good rock anthem, really, for those for the late nineties, and left it. There's uh, uh, something I just I... checked. It's definitely off that album. It was off. Okay, Com- uh, okay, computer was. Uh, pl- no, no, no. The, fake, plastic yeah, trees. fake plastic trees was on the bends. Oh, it was on the bends. Okay, that's that. Hmm, fine. You had that one percent, Neil. It's fine. Yeah, I failed. <laughs> <laughs> when he came in so confident, <laughs> I had to check. <laughs> that was your first mistake. You wouldn't have checked otherwise. It still doesn't sound right. I'm going to double check. <laughs> Move on, Tom. What do we I mean, have I next? Just, I just clicked the album on the Benz on Spotify and popped up. Face it, play, fake, uh, so it was the Benz. Okay. Yeah. Plastic trees. Jeez, the thing is, is that, that could have it could have existed on both, that one. That's fair. It's not okay. fair. Neil, Neil downloaded it off Napster, so the title was wrong. He didn't know. That does happen. Well, when I downloaded it, the album know. didn't Soap exist. Right song. So. All right, well. Tom, you got you're in charge of the momentum here. I know. There is one little thing I wanted to add. You were talking about listening to songs over and over and like picking up on new things and that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Well, so I I did and I have no idea where this is where I read this from, but I totally believe it. It's uh you don't get your full opinion or full um listening experience out of a song until you listen to it eleven times. That's why why eleven? Eleven seems like kind of like a that's clickbait. 
but sure. What what if the song's <laughs> I, tequila? I can totally believe it though. There's there's times where I like get into a song, and I, maybe this is for those songs that like really hit you or whatever. But like you'll listen to a song. I mean, imagine you throw it on repeat after like the third time listening to it, and then like an hour goes by, and like by that point, that is an hour into it. Then at that point, like you've listened to it eleven times. I think after uh, eleven it's, shots it's, of tequila, seems, I'd feel it. It's, it seems plausible. Anyway. I do. I do. <laughs> I get a song I like and I listen to it a lot. Yeah. You would think I, mean, I would I play could, myself yeah, out of it, it, but I don't. But it's I play yeah. other people out of the song. They're tired of it. But I mean, I, I may be slow. Uh, well, I am slow. Um, <laughs> but but you know, I, I can listen to a song a hundred times and still find new things in the song if my mind as as is ready as, to well, perceive can, it. If I'm ready I, to listen, you know what I mean. As long as it's your choice to listen to it, if you listen to it on the radio, that's when people get burned out because they yeah. didn't choose to listen to it. It may be a good song yeah. and worth an, another listen, but if someone else is suggesting it to you, that's when people get burnt out, I think. So the fact that you make the choice yourself. That, that does make a huge contrary, You're going like, into it with a completely different mindset, though, just in general, then. We want to do what we want to do. We're yeah. human beings. Yep. That's, Fuck that's you, why I won't do what you tell me. And we're, tired, <laughs> we're, we're, right pattern, we're pattern finding I can't machines. That's what we finish do, up, so. dude. Hey, Andrew's going to rage, rage against you if we're machines. So. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the no, end. I, I won't. <laughs> that's the end of Neil's songs. We're gonna, we got two more of Hannah's, so this is the first of oh. hers. Uh, Tomorrow I'll Be You by Thursday. Okay. The album We're, we're All the Time. War all the time. War all the time. <laughs> Warder. Yeah. I, I think I said uh, that really weird. <laughs> it's getting late. It's already You said it very New Jersey, but yeah. uh, uh, this um, Thursday I kind of see as like my transition from high school to college. Although I still listen to this album now and some of their older, their newer stuff after this too. Like I still love it, but like this, I um, I got introduced to Thursday from my high school crush. And, like, obviously, it didn't go anywhere. I didn't have a relationship in high school. But, like, it was an intense enough crush that it took up a lot of my brain space. Um, and I went to a very small school, so I feel like that kind of changed the way people interacted as well. There were, like, 24 people in my class. And so, and we'd been together forever. So there's not anything new coming in. It's just the same people. And you get kind of, like, you get a little obsessed, maybe. Um or what whatnot. I'm like, I didn't have a relationship with this guy, but I feel exhausted enough by what we did have that it was enough. Um but uh so like this I learned in high school from Garrison. He's not listening. Um and I still listen Might to be. it. No, he's definitely not. No. Okay. I can't find him on social media. Uh, <laughs> you looked. <laughs> well, I looked up on the. I looked at the other fucker that like is anti-vax and losing his mind now. I was looking up everybody. Uh, uh So anyway, this is like the transition. Then I went to college, and I was like, "Huh, other people exist. It'll be fine." That me and Garrison never actually got together. There were times that I could have, if I had said something, it probably would have happened. I was still figuring my shit out. Whatever. I would say it now. Now I would have got it over with and not dragged it out like I did in high school, but that's different. But this song also, Marty what? So you should have said something to your high school crush and Oh, I should have I should have I should have gone for that. 
Talk about the boy who <laughs> blocked his own shot. Oh, I am the boy that blocked his own shot. Let me tell you. I cock-blocked myself so many times. Huh. Uh, but anyway, this is this is the transition from high school to college for me. Still love this album. War of the Time is a great song. But this song, if you want to be Hannah ever, I always listen to this song on uh, January 1st because there's a New Year's Day lyric in it. So this huh. is like my tradition to always listen to this song. Oh, that's yeah. cool. It's like tomorrow you I'll to rem- be you or something on New Year's Day. I don't remember exactly, but. You have to remind us on New Year's Day to listen to this. I definitely will. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I will. Remember. Once you remind me. Because I'll be listening to it because <laughs> I've been doing it for, I don't know when this album came out, but I've been doing it since this album came out. 2003. Wow. Yeah. It's impressive to remember that. I just, I remember, okay, I remember this album specifically because of all that garrison, like, intensity, high school, whatever. Like, I remember, so I remember it's 2003, this happened, blah, 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 blah. But, anyway. Didn't date him, didn't, we did end up going to the same college, but I really never spoke to him again after about three months, so. You didn't seek him out uh, in college? No, because I was. Busy. Trying to figure out who I was and. This is, it was a brand new environment. It's not like I went to a big college, but it was so much bigger than my high school. And well, so was, a lot's bigger than 24. Yeah, 24 is a stupid number. Um, I think your master's program had more than tw- more than 24 people. No, we it. had like six. Oh, we had 12 then because it was a two year. But uh, there had to be more. I, no. There's no way. There's no way. There had to be more. I couldn't no. know like three quarters of, of the, your master's program. You did, and it was nine. Wow. Okay. Is this like a humble brag, Marty? I know. No, I just find Marty, it hard to believe. Marty knew the Walla Walla University master's degree well, program from yeah. 2013. Like, oh, humble brag that bitch. <laughs> anyway, New Year's. Great song. Still listen to it. I listen to all this bullshit. It's fine. That's all I got. I got, right. like, my census fail song is the one that was the most serious, and I think I'm done with my divorce songs. We'll see. We'll see. You got one more coming up. <laughs> you got one left. We you got, never we know. Get, it might be a divorce song. to the Happy song. Hannah songs. <laughs> There's a Happy Hannah song? I don't know. Yeah, she has uh, the Stargate Me theme. <laughs> <laughs> Not in college, though. I was, I was just stupid. I didn't know about it. <laughs> All right, this next one's uh, Andy's last song, unless it's Kicks, Ockerville River. Did I say that right? Ockerville. Ockerville by the stage name, yeah. or album The Stage Names. Yep. So this is about my divorce. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, huh. So this Ockerville River, I started listening to them pretty heavily around 2010. Um. And it's kind of funny. I would have uh, suggested something off the Black Sheep album prior, you know, before this, but this song, it's catchy. I don't know if you guys remember listening to it much. I've definitely um, heard this song before. Yeah, yeah, it's it's catchy. Um, but then you kind of jump into what it's about, and it's one one of the first things one of my bosses told me is perception is reality. Um, when I was just getting into college and that always stuck with me. And then this song kind of cemented in the fact that it's all about, 
people's relationship to music and people's relationship to the people that make music and the people that make music, their relationship to their fans. So fandom in a sense and how you can't really, you can't really survive without one another, but at the same time you're very disconnected and it's somewhat tragic. Right. Um, and it's always just been kind of an interesting topic in my head because, you know, as we sit here and make this list about songs, about important parts of our lives, we all have very distinct memories about these songs that are entirely different from the the songs that the people wrote at the time. Same song, different meanings. And so that's always just been interesting to me. But um, I remember listening to this song quite a bit, along with everything this band was putting out at the time. And so that's, I don't know, that's kind of why it sticks with me. So with everything that you just said, how does it hit after COVID? After COVID? What? Because you just talked about being like disconnected and apart and that we're all kind of need, we need each other, but we're separate. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's not so much like needing each other and separate. It's like relationships and perception between, you know, my relationship to you, Marty, is probably different than the way that you view it towards me. We can both (laughs) be very real. But I don't think we're ever going to understand what it is. You can't even put it in mm-hmm. words. It's like how we're trying to describe music and we can't find the right words for some of these. Yeah, songs. it's extraordinarily yeah. difficult to, to describe. So I'm just asking now, Frame, like, does it still have that same feeling for you after COVID and no. distance? And like that we've it been has doing the same this podcast as it did before for... COVID. So, okay. No, not at all. No, it's just, it's, it's kind of, it's hard to. I would say impossible to understand what someone else is feeling and you can try to empathize as much as you can. And you can try to ex- express individual it as experiences much as you can. Are always going to trump someone else's. And there's always yeah. going to be this disconnect like no one's ever going to know you 100%. You can never Of course. You can never like even if even you wanted to no one could ever know you 100%. That's the problem with love. I fucking hate love. <laughs> it stinks. Whose heart Fuck can love. I break? <laughs> although this song is like it it reminded me when it came on it's like Franz Ferdinand and like um, Mm -hmm. a little bit of Arcade Fire vibe going Um, but also like I keep trying to remember who it sounds like it sounds like a song that I feel like was really great that I don't ever that it uh, never mind it doesn't matter it's not helpful to the podcast no. but it's like, it sounds so similar we, to something I heard before <laughs> and I know it wasn't this song but it sounded just like it well if we if we looked like some of the other songs like last episode I know I had a deer tick on there uh, but Will Chef the lead singer kind of the front man of this band whole, he writes the songs he has a very raw sound mm-hmm. raw raw voice and that's always something that draws me to his music. I like feels genuine. I like it to feel real. Like I want it. I want to feel something when I'm listening to music. Most of the time, sometimes Ooh. I just want to feel fun. So Riot Maker Riot can go Maker. on, but like Hannah, sometimes fun I is w- a feeling. Hmm? Fun is a feeling. What are the twenty-seven? Just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, feelings and emotions aren't the same thing. God damn it. We don't need to get into that. Let's finish this fucking list. Yeah. <laughs> We're okay. so close. All right. So are we done with Andy's songs? That's three of us we knocked out. We got two left. Two? Next one up. All right. Next one up. 
Get ready. Second to last. We got Marty's. You know my uh, name. What? Uh, I had a song? Oh. I'm last? Yeah. You know my name by Chris Cornell. Oh. oh. On the album Carry On. Why does it say from Casino Royale soundtrack? Uh, because it's from it's, that. It's, it's the it's the theme from the James Bond film Casino Royale. I thought this was so fitting when it I is? saw the list for Marty. So that's Why? literally Why? like the name of the song is that. Because you love you know Chris Cornell mm-hmm. and you love James Bond. Like you love cinema and movies in general. You do. And the fact that this made it on there, I was like, yep, that's Marty. You know, there's there's one band that we can talk about this later, but there's one band that didn't make the list for you that I was sure was going to be on there. But this one, like I said, felt very fitting when I heard I'm, it come I'm on. What band, what band didn't make the list? Ratatat. Ratatat? Oh, I fucking hate Ratatat. Really? Yeah. You used to listen to them all the time. Um, There's like two songs, two songs that I, I'm okay with. Other than that, I'm not, I'm, I can't really get behind any of them. As a guy that introduced me to them and played them all the time, I find this yeah, very this, surprising. There's two, okay. See, this is the difference between the two relationships. Yeah. You're you're feeling this <laughs> differently. <laughs> but it's due to COVID. Um, okay. Oh yes. So Absolutely. we'll we'll get into that at another time. Um, <laughs> with with uh, what do you call it? Um, this particular song, and you can actually pinpoint a lot of my songs to actually more experiences or things that were happening during college like right maker for example was uh in the like getting ready getting for drunk. a football game like i have very specific memories or non-memories depending on eh, you know. how you want to go with that it's still a memory um, kind of but i mean th- they're symbolic of, of experiences in time and this one um yes as andrew points out i i do enjoy chris cornell i loved audio slave like um for me that was a that was a great band for me um and so with that um once uh, and this is this came out right as audio slave separated they had done their two or three albums uh and chris was going more solo um separating from audio slave which was sad but he did the the main title song for casino royale and for me, thinking about this, uh, I went to school with Ed from the Star Wars uh, episode and the Heat episode. Um, but then also with Jake, uh, Montana Jake. Tree of Life episode is Tree of Life. It's like a, it's like a Simpsons a thing. Ed from the Star Wars episode. So, <laughs> and also in the Heat episode. <laughs> so Ed, 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 Jake, and I are very we're, we're cinephiles. Like we we like watching films. We it will have good debates on it and t- this came out with daniel craig being uh the new james bond and so that hit theaters about the same time so not only do i have really fond memories with with uh jake and ed uh to the song but also like i would listen to it with and include it with my audio slave listening and yes there's some some songs that hit differently for audio slave uh for me um but this one, there wasn't any on the album that came out during college. And I really tried to stick to songs more or less that came out during college, like Riot Makers, kind of an exception. Um, but that really encapsulated um, a particular experience or mood. And so that's that's what this one is, is, you know, the memories I have with with Jake and Ed talking movies, talking James Bond. Like when this movie came out, 
we good memories. we were we went to so ed was um assistant director of a residence hall jake lived in that residence hall i worked in that residence hall and we would go and hang out ed's room and like be leading up to uh the the casino royale coming out we watched all of the james bond films like we we sat there and went through all of them leading up to it and so it's just it, it, to me, the song is like, yes, it's a good song. Yes, it's this, but it's also, um, uh, but it, 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 it's so good. So with that, that's, that's where I'm at. Thanks guys for throwing me off my, my story, but whatever. With that, uh, what are you talking I about? guess my part of the list is the over. Jet. So there we go. Hey, I have the inner. Oh yeah. Was that the, the beginner? Song. No, I don't think so. What? This song, let me let me preface this by I'm now I've been listening to it. Oh um, yeah, I was talking to this song is it is just a great song to end this whole <sighs> list off of, in my opinion. Oh good, but yeah, because you and Hannah are the same person exactly, when it comes to music. Exactly, we're so not. It's gotta be we're not. I can tell. Okay, maybe. Well, to some degree, I can tell like, the difference between me and you, Tom. You but that's yeah, a, absolutely because I'm like this isn't this isn't a, a song or an artist that I would necessarily listen to on my own, really. But like parts of this song, I really like. I'm just not a big like screamo person. I fucking you know? lost. I any was kind of, so into any, not kind of stuff. And that's the big difference between, I would say, the music uh, that we put up here. Not not to say that's the the only difference, but that is one of the ones. It is one uh, of the ones I, I think. Yeah. Sure. So this song is Your Sword Versus My Dagger by Silverstein on the album Discovering the Waterfront. And we'll wrap this up. I don't have like a ton to say about this. There's not like a specific memory per se. So fuck my divorce. Fuck my mental health. It's just like this is kind of like that Taking Back Sunday song from the previous episode. It's something I was listening to all the time. And I guess the one thing I do remember is like Walla Walla was fucking great. You could get in your car and you could go for a drive for hours if you wanted to. Nothing was around it. You just play music. I can attest feeling, to that. Like, because I had a lot of these feelings in my chest of just like restlessness. Um, and so I would get in my car and I would just drive and listen to music. And so this was one of the, in college, this was one of the bands I would definitely listen to if I was going on a big, a big drive to listen to music. Um, I've never found a place like that again. Like I, I don't go on drives here. It's not fun at all. Like it's just, it's not the same. Like the roads are quiet. They were a little interesting. Um, you can just go, (laughs) you can just go, you know, forever, like turn, 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 turn. And somehow you find yourself way back home or here. Like I tried to go on drives when I first got here because I was feeling very unsettled. And I felt unsettled after the drive as well. Like, it wasn't the same thing. And so there's something about those Walla Walla Hills um, that really uh, are part of my college undergrad master's degree experience. I, If I was feeling restless or if I was feeling any strong emotion, I'd go on a, a drive. Oh, it's a good place now to... Now with gas to, prices, but... It's a good place to, to drive, disappear over a hill. It's... Turn off it's the so engine, good. Like, park, turn off the engine, and then like you had clear skies. Like there's no light pollution. There's no and light so, pollution. Like, ah. Uh, and you can see I from miss things. I miss take things. a toke, make a joint. 
I didn't smoke in college, but uh, I'm an alcoholic. I was but, in high school, uh, Neil. That's I didn't do good. that. When I did most of my driving around, yes. The title of the song is very appropriate, I feel, for the for the episode. Um, your sword versus my dagger. It's it's a good, like, not in a not in a. I get it's kind of conflict. Uh, yeah, vibe. but it's also like two different perspectives on a blade on the same thing. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's a I good see what you're saying. Title. That makes a yeah. lot of sense. I'm done, Tom. There's two songs from this album I would have picked. Okay. But they're not from my college days, so they don't count. Oh. Which well. so I want, just for the record, what what would you have picked? I would have picked Smile on Your Sleep Smile. or uh, My Heroine. My, Smile on Your Sleep was like... I could have guessed those. <laughs> well, Smile on Your Sleep was, I think, on the soundtrack of a baseball game I played a lot in high school. Mm. There's, a, uh, there's like a breakdown on this song... A repeat of lyrics that they do it towards the end that I really fucking remember being in the dark and just belting out this section. The funny, so part of the reason why I was saying I felt like this is uh, a good out like list ender. The the energy that the song the brings. One. Well, yeah, but the energy that the song brings, it's either energy for the start of an album or the end of an album and I just opened it up and it's the start of an album but it could very easily be at the end of an album I feel like too uh, yeah I can see that for sure mm-hmm. as a it kind of wraps up the whole story yeah so so do we have like a few moments here it's already late we've been going on forever do you have a few moments for a few questions who I think so. I think we do everyone okay yeah well all right do you have so first off, from from your Did own you see list, his fucking notebook. <laughs> which song would you karaoke? We already know which one Neil's gonna do. <laughs> which song would you karaoke? Ooh. Hey, um, let me ask a question about that before I answer that question. Um, which song would you karaoke without feeling the least embarrassed, or which song would you karaoke with no which with, with complete abandon? With, with complete abandon, because okay. I think regardless, karaoke is going to be embarrassing sure. to some, some degree. But you could pull you know, some songs off, judged. maybe, and not others, obviously. Okay, yeah. so complete abandon, pure heart. Find my way back. Is that your no outlet one? <laughs> no. Oh. no. <laughs> That's the four-year strong one. You're, oh, That's, a fucking great yeah. song. Uh, it's a my fucking, like, Jonas would be a good one, too, though. Fun song. For I'll me, go with fun, uh, find my way back is a fun one to sing. The, it's got to be the Pink Floyd one. <laughs> <laughs> the great gig in the sky—that's mine. With complete abandon. If I was going complete abandon tomorrow, I'll be you by Thursday, and I would do the screaming parts. Oh yeah, I guess it's me, right? Uh, I know you—you all want me to say Riot Maker. I'm gonna go with yeah. uh, <laughs> with uh, you know my name by Chris Cornell. Ah, that's that's actually like a decent karaoke <laughs> song. Those Thursday song fucking sucks. <laughs> oh no, we lost the questions. Oh, shit. Oh, Andrew, left. we lost maybe the entire recording too. No. What? No way. No. That would be the worst. He just said thing. blue screen of death. No. He said that. He said BSG. We just had to go with the questions. Oh no. Even without the questions, he would have kept on talking. 
When did he? Where did he say screen of death? It's in it's Discord. Discord. Okay. Well, how did he say um, that? With sit well on his phone. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Should we wrap this up? I I think we sure. need to. Um. So with that, and then with that, maybe uh, Andy can try to speak maybe <laughs> on we'll, his stuff again every recording. Maybe we'll sure answer Andy those questions next time. Um, we'll start that kind of. I, th- I I I'm excited to see these questions. Uh, so with that, we gotta ask him for his karaoke. We do have yeah. to remember that okay. all five of us, four, four. Okay. Of us. So we can. Uh, with that, I would say um, we learn tonight. That uh, well, Neil Neil listens to music high, and he he, he likes Beck. He wouldn't pick Mutants as the and best album. High. And not high. <laughs> I listen to music not high, not high too. Um, Just but for with the that, um, you, you know, he, he he picks very deep, but like they have these songs that just hit you, and that every time you listen to them, you pick out something new. So there there's certain. Um, What's the word I'm looking for there? Uh, Complexity. Um, it's all resonance. On, it's all on you, my resonance. Dude. Certain resonance every time he listens, like or something else resonates with him. Uh, we learned that uh, Hannah is very emotional about her divorce and wants to wreck <laughs> somebody's heart. Yes, I do. Any takers? Just she just wants to break it, rip it to shreds, and just walk away. Contact me. Hannah, Destroyer of Hearts, new nickname. We learned that Tom, his favorite band is Green Day, out of all of them. This is the first episode we learned that? Well, no, but I would even say, I would even say, uh, you know, it's that uh, Green Day, Blink-182, that era is still kind of where, where you, where you live. Like, oh yeah, that's, that's very much. I mean, I'm well past those emotions and stuff but yeah it's still great and it's still, it's always gonna have a place in my heart but here's the other thing about you with your particular music is that like you don't necessarily pick the, the lyrics out you go with the musical component so a lot of the songs looking back at your list they do have very distinct lines that draw you in with the bass and the music component as opposed to the lyrics. So the music are an afterthought for you. So I, I learned that about you this week. So kudos. Uh, for Andrew, we learned that Andrew is actually a, a very deep uh, relation, relational uh, person. So not not serious relationships in, in the high school, college, but thinking about losing friends and and that connection but then the perception of the of how um you perceive your friendships or connections to one another and then last but not least we learned about marty that he is a riot maker as if you didn't know (laughs) um but you know his name so with that we are plans are optional you can find us well you found us on your favorite podcasting uh, platform you can find us at facebook plans are optional you can find us on twitter at plans are optional or at optional plans sorry uh, with that find our playlist we'll talk at you next week it's public or is it in the discord no it'll, it'll be both but hannah okay well there you go what hannah, you gotta pee i do have to pee but scribbly you never said we'll talk at you next week 
except well, you're I, not going to be here I'm not, not going to be finished. here next week. Oh. But we will. We will. We will talk about Marty next week. <laughs> well, questions. a seizure. But, uh, yeah. It's She's time. Not gonna say She's not going to say it. Bye. Bye. Do I say it? That was that. <laughs> Every week. Bye.